0: That stuff that thing's operational dr ben now might be a really good time for you to get angry that's my secret captain i'm always angry Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me for our historic 60th episode is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. Hello, and we're back. We're back, and we had a brief hiatus, if you will. A brief. You know, I was out of town, and we're back, but, um, you know, we decided we were going to record right when it got back, and it was just like, it's a little too hectic, end of spring break, so we just said, you know what? Let's just put a big old giant show together for tonight, and boy, do we have one. We're going to have to do something with it. Boy, howdy. <laughs> yeah, we, we're we going to do something. Uh, we're going to split it up in some way. We'll probably move some of the stuff to real reviews, I think is what we're thinking.
1: Yeah, there's way too much movie news this week.
0: Yeah, so we'll do our normal slow tour and um, Star Wars section. Mm-hmm. We'll do TV and con stuff and some movie stuff, and then we'll move the rest to real reviews.
1: Yeah, I mean, just with movies, I mean... As much Marvel and Sony and Fox News as there is, there's an e- equal amount of random movie news. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So we'll, we'll be okay. And, um, regardless, you'll get your, uh, your week's off worth tonight, I think. huh? Yeah, you'll get your fix. Indeed. <laughs> so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usualpodcast.com. Email us at the usual at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Soto Network. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and, indeed, now, Google Play. Absolutely. We're officially on Google Play. Yeah, I got the email, and I guess they finally went through and put out, posted all the podcasts that applied, and they're ready to rock. So, if you find us on Google Play, let us know how it's going.
1: Yeah, well, you'd like to know how that format works.
0: Yeah, because I have no idea. Me neither. <laughs> I applied. I got the oh, email. Oh,
1: you know, on our uh, Tab 4s. We could just get
0: it through Google Play that way. Indeed. We well, should. sounds like us doing things. and That's uh, too much work. All right. Well, we might do it, but if you do it, let us know. <laughs> Uh, so definitely give us ratings on on iTunes. It does help the show out uh, It'd be nice to climb the ladder a bit, maybe after a while, yeah, a little bit it would be <laughs> nice to, to climb that ladder, <laughs> climb the ladder, whatever that means. So I actually wrote wrote goggle play. you I did just, write goggle Play no. Oh. That's the English teacher. Alright, so we have the timestamps in the show notes for non Sortor fans. You can jump around a little bit, but uh stay with us. It's gonna be a fun, fun episode, I think. Yeah, you, you And we're gonna have a drawing at the end of the episode, which I'm gonna talk about in a We
1: minute. are gonna have a drawing, not a not a drawing. No, not um, a drawing. Um, but you know it's, it's it's you did write goggle play and we just, I did yeah. because we have show notes.
0: We well, and we have show notes and I but the funny thing is since I have show notes, I wrote goggle play, but I said Google Play. You did.
1: And that's one of the things you can you know, work
0: on the fly. Yep. It's adapting from the show notes that you have. There you go. I love these subtle jabs. Okay. <laughs> so here we are, uh, patreon.com slash usual podcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. Um, uh, we love our patrons. I, we basically, um, this week I sent out an email to our patrons giving them finally the tops, uh, bonus cards. Yeah. The and, uh, mobile app.
1: Yeah. And I hope they, uh, they really enjoyed those. I enjoyed mine. I yeah. Mean, it's a couple of free packs. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So if you are enjoying that, let us know. And also when you see me in game, which we'll get to in a minute, it, it's been few and far between these days, but when you see us in game, um, I do have some packs in my inventory. Uh, so when you see me, I'll give them to you then. Cause I have a hard time not doing it like without being prompted, I guess yeah i have owed some of you guys for months but it's okay we're gonna be okay <laughs> um i might i'm gonna have i'm gonna get some of the newer newest ones too so oh cool yeah i'm stoked all right man so bucket or two an episode if you want to give us a lot more than that we'll send you some stuff back some uh socks from peppy's long stockings and of course uh you know some beer
1: some beer so you can uh enjoy frosty beverages. you listen to our Mm-hmm. enjoying a
0: frosty beverage. Speaking of, we didn't talk about what we were drinking because we got sidetracked about show 60 and various other things. So what are you drinking tonight, man? I am drinking a nice beverage of Captain and Coke. Oh, bringing it back. Yep. Oh, that was...
1: It tastes like Comic-Con.
0: Oh, oh, that was like St. Louis days right it there. It totally does taste <laughs> like St. Louis days. Dude, uh, do,
1: we, do we even need to mention at the night of, of no, surf on acids and no. Captain and Coke's?
0: You can listen to episode one for, <laughs> for the origin story. One of our regular, uh one of our usuals at one of our spots... Uh, was captain coke and it was a, in a big glass in a big way
1: yeah it was a uh, it was in a pint glass and let's say it was mm. more captain the coke
0: yeah oh, it was lovely and the rest of the night was a nice blur uh the, so
1: the rest of the night
0: <laughs> yeah indeed so anyway guys uh we will do a drawing at the end of our pop culture section tonight so stay with us or jump ahead that's the beauty of podcasts i guess and of course audible com slash usual podcast uh get a 30 day free trial on us. And here's what I want to throw out to you guys, our listeners, and I don't want to spend a ton of time here because we have a lot to cover tonight. But um one of our patrons, um actually longtime friend of the show, John Skeen, actually reached out and was asking us about what was one of the books that we recommended. And I mentioned Mistborn and you mentioned uh uh what was the other one? Something we had talked about in the show. Right. But um he started reading Mistborn and he's loving it and he's on going on to book two. So if you uh, get a free book on us, let us know what you're reading. Let us know what you pick out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely want to know. And actually, I suggested Mistborn to somebody uh, in the real world uh, oh, just yesterday. Nice. Um, One of the uh, athletes on our track team who's in one of your classes, uh, I caught him reading a fantasy book. I'm like, nice. you know,
0: car's all about Mistborn right now. Oh, that's good. Um, Speaking of fantasy and traditional fantasy, one of my favorite authors, one day hopefully I will meet him, R.A. Salvatore. He wrote the Driss series or whatever. Right. I mentioned this last week, I think, but um, his latest book, Maestro, came out. It's the second book in this latest trilogy. Right. And um, it was phenomenal. I read it in a day and a half. Well, oh, cool. I listened to it in a day and a half because I just love his books. They're they're quick reads. They're like 13 you know,
1: didn't hours. did he do one of the novelizations for either Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith?
0: Well, he's the one who, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one who killed Chewbacca. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he's written any Star Wars novels since then. <laughs> That was EU, of course, not canon, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I am still going to suggest Steve
1: Barry's 14th Colony. Um, it's officially out. I'm part way through it. Nice. And, uh, it's really kind of cool because, uh, you know, I told you they're all, like, historically based and th- the writer is just a brilliant writer and he starts off always with a prologue of, of, uh, Something that could have happened, right, right? right? And this one hypothesizes a meeting between Ronald Reagan and Pope John Paul II oh, that's funny. in their early 80s uh, as they conspires too much of a word, but coordinate efforts to help bring down communism, which was okay. kind of cool. Nice. So, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting deeper into this story.
0: Cool, man. Um. So, yeah, let us know what you're reading, what you get on us. And, again, it's a free book. And, free? And nobody likes to sit down and read anymore, so I you know, get it on Audible. Uh, we also have plenty of other ways to support the show and more coming, which I haven't mentioned yet. Some other ones mm-hmm. in the works. Um, Warby Parker, of course, has the awesome stylish glasses. And of course, Gamefly, which is the Netflix of gaming. So all those links are in our supporters page on our website. Awesome. All right, man. Star Wars Yield Republic time? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You want to fight? I'm ready.
1: You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. I make
0: you laugh every time. You are ridiculous. I'm, ch- I'm ridic- changing the buffer soon. Uh, anyway, we have. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I can't even get over this right now. Okay. Uh, community shout outs. We are. Uh, okay. So, because. We'll get to our weekend in game in a couple minutes, but because neither of us have been in game much because of vacations and various other things,
1: right?
0: I'm actually for the first time in a long time behind on Star Wars the Old Republic podcast because a lot of people were talking about Chapter Twelve, which yeah,
1: and I don't want to listen to you because right. I haven't even touched it. I'm
0: almost done with Chapter Twelve, but um, I'm not done yet, so I didn't want any spoilers for the end of it, right? Uh, so I'm behind on Swtor podcast, so I know Bad Feeling published there. CRR has a new one, um, and Passionate Casual. Um, and, um, there was another, um, Oh, store tour escape podcast. They did one about chapter 12 too. So if you, if you listen to us, you probably listen to them. Utini cast as well, you know, listen to all our people in the, in the community. There's actually a new podcast. I'm jumping around a little bit, a new store tour podcast. I haven't had a chance to listen to yet, but it was recommended on Uteni cast. And since they're better men than us, I figured, you know, (laughs) they know what they're talking about, but I listen to them every week and one of their listeners actually not calls in but records himself every week and talks about something mostly more more than often than not it's a pvp related thing and his name is knight and it always sounds like he's like in his car in a wind tunnel and it's like super echoey and weird right and it always makes me laugh because it's like anyway it's just funny so i guess him and another guy he and another guy uh started their own podcast it's pvp focus and it's called have a nice day cast (laughs) 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 which i think was clever so i have a link in the show notes i haven't checked it out yet i um so definitely do that there was also a uh our guild Wookie Mistake and, um, what's the other? Unholy one? Alliance. Unholy Alliance Guild. Oh, Jesse's gonna kill me for that. Uh, <laughs> Unholy Alliance Guild. And this is Will,
1: your new head <laughs> host oh, of God. the usual podcast. And I'm looking for a partner because I have.
0: Jesse has had Marshall killed. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um, so they teamed up, of course, and they have a whole new, um, guild site, not guild site, but a new website section for our meetups with the Utini Knights and Utini Rage uh, groups. Oh, cool. It's so, it's so
1: fun when they join us.
0: And so I guess they have a new – ha- I haven't talked to Jesse about this. I heard it on their show, and I haven't gone there and registered yet. I'm sorry, Jesse. Please don't kill me. Um, but they have a spot for these community events that we've been doing together. Right. Um, so people can register there, and they post events and stuff there. Um, and so they they did the Harbinger Parade of Strongholds event, <laughs> which uh, before WAG a couple weeks ago um, – we came in i came in the tail end of and they were giving away prizes and stuff i hear it was awesome i have a link um for the write-up on that
1: were they basically just big groups of people going from
0: stronghold to stronghold yeah they had like nine people i think nine or ten people who um signed up to show off their strongholds and then people voted on their best on the best ones and stuff like that from what i hear the strongholds were phenomenal i just didn't get i just didn't get on till it was over it was basically swore to our cribs exactly (laughs) which is funny because you sent me that video yes um all right so the other thing i want to mention is, we're gonna have more information coming soon, but we've been in, uh, is negotiations the right word? Discussions. Um, discussions about, uh, our... our. And I'm gonna go ahead and say, this is what we're gonna call it. The usual casual trap run meetup. <laughs> okay. This is gonna be our San Diego Comic Con meetup, which is gonna happen, um, during san diego comic-con
1: really uh, you're, the san diego comic-con meetup will happen during san diego comic-con
0: oh, 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 oh you're lucky i like you um <laughs> so we're going to be doing that and we'll have more information to come if you plan on coming to comic-con if you want to meet some people from the uh Kirlian run radio uh um you know red and i know from it's a trap's going to be there we'll be there from the usual so and, below zealous liberties yeah i mean look <laughs> If you want to hang out with the weirdos you've been listening to on podcasts randomly <laughs> about Star Wars and Geek stuff, come down, have a beer with us. Um I think we're planning on doing it at Mission Brewery. Yeah, right? that's it's consensus, it. yeah. Yeah. So I think we're 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 working on it. So yep. stay tuned for that. And uh one last thing. <laughs> Very recently, uh, Jesse has posted the latest in the WOG videos, promo videos. Yeah, this is the one that only took us about two months to record for her. Right, there was that. So we finally recorded it, and she put it to... What was the song in the background? I can't remember now. Um, I should listen to it again. But maybe we should do it as a promo or something. But anyway, the funny thing is is that it is um, basically at the end is Redna's stream... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where you fell in the lava and they're trying to figure out how okay, to get people no, out no, 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 no. okay am I saying that wrong say I'm, it, I'm playing it now say it
1: Are we walking it up this Friday? Yep, 8 p.m. Harbinger server time. Awesome, it's one of my
0: favorite times of the week. I agree. It's a great group of players who enjoy being passionately casual about their ops experience. I
1: know, it's been so much fun to learn the mechanics without feeling like so much dead weight. Indeed,
0: even with the occasional lava bath or random pull, the team can come together and down the boss while we, of course, down a bruise.
1: absolutely and it's always nice to meet up with the usual suspects and see the tragically funny shenanigans on twitch
0: no doubt you know i'm in hopefully we get some free time to triumphantly pose over our kill and hopefully end up on the guild website
1: that would be so sweet i guess we'll just have to wait and meet up with everyone else and give it one shot Is this the end of the video? Or? Yeah. And what He's this is correctly said is me
0: following Marshall off oh. the cliff into a lot of but, Redna laughing on the stream.
1: Yeah, but him you and know, you know me because I couldn't get back so guy. Bad. The best part is Redna's like
0: you guys are so bad. <laughs> And, and then of course <laughs> and I you can I hear everybody you can hear everybody in the background you can hear jesse laughing that was like one of the one of the most fun runs one of the early runs um check out the video you heard part of it there but you got to see the visuals if you are in any of the wog runs mo- a lot of those pictures came up look for your name i saw my name a couple times and it's yeah, a lot of fun i
1: saw the uh the the wogalicious tfp um mm-hmm. a tfp picture i still have not been able to finish tear from Beyond i know i know
0: of- i think every time we try to run it with you uh we can't I, get that last we boss. We can't get
1: the last boss. Yeah.
0: So let's get to our weekend game, dude. Um, yeah, oh, by the way, real quick, if you're interested in learning ops and you want to join our WAG group, we're on the Harbinger server. So definitely check it out. Um, you can join Wookiee <laughs> Mistake or Unholy Alliance. And, um, you know, we run on both sides. We've been running a lot of M side lately though.
1: Yeah, mostly M side. Um and then yeah just go to the unholylines.org dot yeah. org and um sign up there
0: and we're running uh we're running we need something for conquest this week I think for for the guild ship so we are running uh KP this week
1: oh, okay cool Dad, I know I can help oh
0: yeah that, we can that. get through that pretty quick
1: all right there, man so oh, which is good because I got to be up at uh, oh, like three forty five the next day that's
0: brutal all right so weekend game what'd you do
1: uh I patched
0: so you like you know downloaded the new patch
1: yeah that's pretty much what I did
0: and um didn't press play
1: no well that's it seriously no it's <laughs> been such a i mean even though it was spring break no i hear you man it was not spring break for me i you know, i played you know that's not true i played like about an hour when i was here's a house sitting for you right um but that was basically it i patched and i played for about an hour and it was mostly just uh you know cargo maintenance totally
0: well i did more than that um we did miss I we both missed the walk run last week because we had a prior commitment um, but, uh, the week before that, we did, what did we do? Oh, it just flew out of my head. You weren't there that week. No, I missed um, that week too. Oh, we did EV because everybody was kind of pressed on time. It was the end of the stronghold thing. And so we're just like, oh, everybody's kind of tired. So we're like, let's just do EV. We busted out super quick. Um, there was a main hand that went up at the end that, and I realized I'm like four for six on my set pieces. No, five for seven on my set pieces. Is it five or seven? Thank yeah. You. Um, and, <laughs> I realized, I was like, oh, there's a main hand. So I looked at my main hand. I realized I have, I have augments. I have, I have mods in there that are like 190. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I kind of forgot I had a weapon. Yeah, so no, I, I was really hoping for that one. <laughs> no wonder you
1: don't drag aggro as fast as you
0: should. Oh, right? oh that's oh. enough of that. All right. So anyway, uh, yeah. So I didn't Hashtag get that. tank joke. Yeah. Sadly, I didn't get that, but, um, I almost finished chapter 12. Um, I'm working on that. It's been kind of slow going. I've been I've been getting on in the middle of the night when I can if I'm not sleeping or whatever, but um it's been it's been crazy week back because I have grades due. It's end of the year, so I can't wait for summer, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, depending on how late we go tonight, I might try to play tonight. Um right. but it's most likely not going to happen until Sunday.
0: I hear you. All right, so let's get to the news. Um we okay. <laughs> One of the things we uh we did that short show before we left for vacation and right before that that week was the live stream. Um the latest live stream. And I know we're behind on this. It was, you know, 15 days ago or whatever. So we're not going to um go crazy on this, but a uh, chapter 12 um launched. So we have that. Right. Um the Eternal Championship was on the PTS and it's now gone. But that was up there, so they got some good feedback. That is coming in Chapter Thirteen, officially. Officially, okay. So that is coming in a, in a couple of weeks. Nice. So pretty excited about that. Um, let's see what else is in here. Uh, there's a new pack, a uh, new visionary pack in the live in the in the cartel market. Um, the new war zones are up.
1: Oh, how are they? How are those going?
0: From what I understand, okay. Um, I know there was a. I'll read it later. There's another thing that has to do with um It was about, oh, Odessa and Proving Grounds was coming up a lot, and it's because it is cross-faction. And so, I'm just melding news stories now, but because it's cross-faction, it's been, it was coming up a lot, and so, excuse me, they're working on trying to figure out how to get, fix that so it doesn't come up as often, but because it's trying to throw people in, you know, if you can pull from anybody, it doesn't matter.
1: You'll pull it (laughs) faster, yeah. Plus, it's the new one, so I'm sure people want to play it more anyways, and actually I might, jump on and do that a little bit because i still need to do my uh 20 war zones to fill out uh, yeah. for captain pierce yeah i'll be
0: happy to do that with you man Hi,
1: captain pierce what is it
0: for? um uh m14x captain pierce is the m side, though right yes no <laughs> the other way around m14x i think is the m side. no it's captain pierce yeah Okay. whatever i'll edit some of that out or none of it doesn't matter whatever right. whatever um so we also have some quality of life improvements um there was the stuff on guilds. It was, you know, now we have a thousand members in the guilds. Nice. There's the new, um, there's, I don't know if you've been on since, but the, uh, the guild frames have changed. So you can see people's legacy names. Okay. And cool. it's real, it's a real smooth, nice interface. Oh, did um, I miss
1: with, uh, with 12? Did we get the, uh, increased, uh, stronghold limit?
0: Yes. For decorations.
1: No, I mean, you can have all, oh, you limits. can have
0: five. Yeah. And there was an issue with that. I'm, I think you're help me meld. Stories, man. This might go quicker. Um, <laughs> one of the things is there was a discrepancy because um, before this launched, they said if you had four because of the conquest bonus, it right. was one hundred percent, and they said, oh, it'll be you know you don't need the fifth one to get to one hundred percent. But it, apparently, if you have five, you it goes to one hundred twenty five percent. But weird. It's it's something kind of weird, and people are not super stoked about it. So you kind of need the fifth one, but you kind of don't. Right. Um. It's it's kind of weird. I don't have anything, Max, right now because when we switch servers, I haven't messed with my strongholds. Dude, but
1: I sold my Yavin one when I had to switch.
0: Servers. I had Tatooine too. <laughs> and
1: I haven't purchased any of them. But, but
0: I'm making I'm-, I'm making bank right now. I'm selling some stuff, so I'm gonna get my strongholds going. Okay, cool. So I'm stoked. Um. Let's see. Character names, and they have the spacing now. Yeah, you um, can do
1: spacing. so it's not just. A, you have that one space. Yeah, it's not apostrophes everywhere.
0: And the big one really is on the server login screen with the um, uh, uh, what you call it with the instancing. So you don't see PVE, PVP, RV, PVP, whatever. Um, it's just East Coast, West Coast, whatever.
1: Right. Because each server
0: has their own PVE. And there's some (laughs) weird, there's some weird, funky bugs with it. Like, um, I guess if you're on the, and I've hear, I've heard this just hearsay through other podcasts, but, um, people are discovering some problems with it. So for example, if you're on a PVE server and you head off to Outlaw's Den, that's supposed to flag you for PVP because that's a PVP instance, Right. right? That spot on Tatooine. Right. But if you're on a PVE server now, it doesn't do it. Oh. And so you have to be on a PvP server, which defeats the whole purpose of Outlaws Den because that was a totally, <coughs> that was a totally unique, inst- not instance, but a u- totally unique area within a PVE. Right. I mean, instance.
1: I say not that it mattered anyways, because I mean, when you're how I say when you're trying to do achievement hunting, you really have to go into other faction areas more often than For you sure. think you would. And so Outlaws Den was a great way to go from one to the other because it just opens up into the other area
0: and uh no one was ever in there no and that's the other thing but the other thing it's affecting is the um commander conquest thing or the commander hunting commanders because if you're on a pve instance you don't have to worry about other players fighting you out of their right out of their bases didn't even think about that and so there's it takes that one element out and and I haven't been on a commander run a long time with the guild, but I'd like to do that again and wonder if we would switch to PvP just to make it interesting. I don't know.
1: No, that would be interesting. I, uh, um, you know, one of the things I still have to do for an achievement is, um, to go behind the Republic speeder area on Yavin and okay. you plant the flag, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just keep forgetting about it because every time I go near that area, it ends up flagging me for PvP and it, <laughs> well, now it probably won't. Well, so. now
0: it probably won't. And you just, just walk on to- back there.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, so subscriber rewards. Um, and now I want to ask you a question. This is actually cooler than last time with the helmet thing. Um, I, are you going to have any idea using, are you going to use that helmet? The HK55 helmet? Um, you know,
1: I did, uh, set it aside with, uh, well, because, you know, I know you. Well, it's going to be a complete set. So, I mean, I already have the, the jetpack, I already have the,
0: no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So speaking of the complete set, HK55 Smart weapon eyes. set. I know, right? <laughs> sniper, sniper rifle, blaster pistol, and vibro sword. Um, those have been delivered. Those are the April yeah, rewards. That
1: I really didn't understand because it's like, you know, if you're a sniper, you don't need the damn vibrosword. sword.
0: Yeah. Well, you got them. So there they are. Um, early access. Let's see. Um, the May rewards are going to be because we have May the 4th right we also have we have the um they're gonna do the astromech again that they always do right and i can't remember the name of it now but there'll be an astromech
1: uh, m141 no mm. no nah. I don't.
0: Know. something like that anyway so hk55 uh, inspired ship droid appearance
1: yeah you know i actually i heard this on bad feeling yeah and uh i i, I agree with them actually you know
0: i do too um it's who goes to your ship who goes, do you go to the show?
1: And, no, and the Plus only, that
0: guy's super annoying. The only,
1: <laughs> the only way I think this would make any sort of difference is if you hadn't yet maxed out your level 20 rep with your, uh, alliance, uh, helpers. Right. And you still go to C2N2 or, um, the other one to, uh, to do their weekly luxury ones.
0: True. And I haven't done that. And also, I guess the other appearance, uh, customization would be if you actually were to use him. In combat, I suppose. Right. Because wouldn't he just look like HK fifty five then? So was that? Yeah, I would think so. Hmm. Would, I guess it would work. It would have to work in the field, right? Not just on the ship.
1: I would. I would have to. I'm wondering well, how cause this it's already work. ship droid because you yeah. can make him look like a yeah. target. You can make him look like a battle droid.
0: That's true. That's true. We'll see how that plays out. So May the Fourth, M four one six, was it? It was. You were close. M one M four one six, or M four I six. I think, is it i6? So anyway, May the 4th, you're going to get an Astromech M4 i6 or 1 6. Um, double XP is coming back. Okay. Which I'm actually kind of excited about. And a lot of people are like, whatever, XP is so easy to come by. When double XP happens, I know two tunes. I'm can't wait to get to level faster. Um, my Merc, I, he's like, I don't know, late 30s or something well, yeah, like that. Yeah. Cause
1: you want to get him up so you can have him for, for, uh, for, ops and for stuff. Ops, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And um and so that's I'm excited about double XP. Even it's just leveling faster is always better in my opinion.
1: Yeah, well you know, the one thing I do like about double XP is it just <laughs> forces me to play characters I haven't played in a while. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um the other thing, Musco is gonna do a marathon stream, and I guess he's gonna play through all of the chapters of coffee Okay. From what I understand.
1: How long is that gonna
0: take him? <laughs> well, I mean, I'd say ten hours? If he's farting around. Something like that. Yeah. Should be interesting. I don't know when that's happening. It's happening May. Maybe it's happening on May the fourth, actually. It's happening on May the fourth. Oh, that that so that'll be fun. Maybe. Yeah. Be fun to make fun of Moscow. I think we should all hop in the stream. And, and make fun of Moscow. And yeah. You're giving me that look like you don't want to make fun of Moscow. Speaking
1: of no, Moscow. Oh, I'm the one that always said that
0: you can fit two Moscow's in my pants. Indeed. And do you remember, um <laughs> I was gonna try to go past that without laughing. Um you remember uh recently on Twitter uh, Jesse posted those pics from the cantina from yeah. last year. And it's like me, like, looking like I'm like trying to duck under a camera, but I'm like sneaking past him. Yep. And there was some really funny banter about that. That was funny. There was something about, um, you know, I said something about rolling a one on a D20. Someone like you failed a stealth check. <laughs> he- uh musco said something like he's trying to sneak past me i see you stuff like that it was pretty fun oh that's funny. um twitter's fun sometimes um, oh
1: did our twitter conversation where somebody posted the the gif of uh carlton dance oh that was great and then the funny <laughs> thing is is I, I guess no one else knew that uh alfonso rivero had done a uh, interview where he said he stole that from springsteen and courtney cox oh my from the God. the uh dancing in the dark uh um, video. Oh that's God. why I posted a gif of that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
0: Oh, I love that group. Okay. So the Eternal Championship is launching with Chapter 13. As we mentioned, Bodar is coming with that as well. Um, Bodar! and, uh, let's see what else do we have here. So it's going to be called Profit and Plunder. Um, and it's going to be early access on May 3rd and Vet and Galt. Uh, it says join Vet and Galt on a clandestine strike to plunder Arkan's secret treasury. Ooh. And, um, yeah. So I'm are excited. they teaming up? I imagine. That, Sounds awesome.
1: That it does sound cool. I'm
0: excited to get Vat back, man. Yeah. I miss her.
1: Well, the cool thing about it is evidently Galt has a history with uh was that Heisen Heisenfest. No, not Vess. The uh
0: Kaizenfest? No. No The um, uh
1: the smuggler uh Alliance thing.
0: Oh, uh the one that starts with an H. Yeah. Um Heisen. Is it Heisen?
1: I don't remember. Anyways, they had a relationship at one point. Ew. You hear it in her story when you met her. Okay. Before she ended up being your thing,
0: huh? Makes me want to get my Sith warrior up, up to snuff. I'm only at fifty five still with that one. Kind of forgot about him. Yeah. Should we move on. Yeah. Cool. Um, complimentary server transfers. There was a moment where apparently server transfers were free. Really? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Um, and then it went away. So. <laughs> Um, one of the things they're actually doing, though, is they're increasing it back up from 90 Um very soon. I can't remember, open this up and see if they say, um but it's happening very soon. Uh Maybe with Chapter 13 even, but it's going back up to it's going up to a thousand. It's not going as high as it was, but it's not going to be 90 anymore. So if you're going to transfer somebody, um it, the time will be soon.
1: Right. Because it used to be 1700,
0: right? I think it was 1900, 17, 19, something like, like that. It was yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so the PTS went down on the 13th. That was my anniversary, which is kind of funny. I was in Disneyland. It was great. I I know. This is actually a bit of a sticking point in the community right now. So I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but apparently, um, on the new launcher, they're able to target certain subscribers or certain non-subscribers, um, certain, basically certain levels of people. So if they wouldn't hit everybody who, um, was a subscriber, like preferred players. Right. They could do that. So you might see a promotion on that launcher that someone else didn't see. Okay. It's just targeted marketing. Exactly. Right. Okay. But what they, what they were doing is somebody saw that or somebody heard that was happening and they were offering 500 cartel coins if you subbed in the next day or something like that or next two days. Um, people were like, did you get yours? Did you get yours? Um, but if you're subbed, you're not getting it because they're not targeting it to you. Right. So if you see something and it's targeted, at you cool. If not, don't don't get all upset. We get our cartel coins anyway. So exactly. Anyway, they're basically saying their goal is to see how well targeted uh, offers go, so they can look to roll out more offers to everyone in the future. Hope this clears up any confusion. So you know, don't 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 be upset. It's gonna be okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I covered the stuff about the new war zone already. Character transfers. This was the update I was looking for. Um, I just want to see if they put a date in here. Um, yeah. So n- coming next Tuesday, that is this coming Tuesday, the 26th. Um, leading up to the following Empire launch, they, they were, oh, they went from 1800 to 90. They're going to a thousand. So that is going to be this coming Tuesday. Um, and again, they still haven't figured out the possibility of transferring regions yet. So that's too bad for the people that wanted to transfer from European servers to U.S. servers Or or vice versa. Or, or vice versa. So this was the last thing I wanted to, well, let's talk about this first. So there was an exploit, apparently, <laughs> again. Um, as many of you have heard rumor of, there was an exploit which introduced the game update 4.3. We have since addressed the issue and it's no longer possible. So I guess the problem, um, everybody got banned. <laughs> uh, without going into too much detail, it says, the issue was certain players were allowed very easy, easily to create large quantities of credits through use of in-game mailing and trading. So all those people were banned. Um, if you receive basically the warning is if you received a really big sum of money in your mail um without without asking yeah, don't open it, report it, and so you don't get caught up in this scandal right, if you will um so there's that, and then there was this last thing I want to cover before we get to this uh thing that just came up today or yesterday, I should say is um an open letter to Ben from Ben Irving,
1: yeah, I saw that today.
0: This is really nice, actually. Um, it's it's basically talking about support for the game, right? You know, and are we going to support the game? And and really, without reading this whole thing because I'm not. Um, they're recording. TLDR. They visited. Yeah, they visited the mocap studio for new animations. Um, Charles Boyd spent a week in the VO recording more lines of dialogue. They basically said Lucasfilm is behind them. Disney is behind them. EA is behind the game. Um, it doesn't sound like they're going anywhere anytime soon. It doesn't sound like they the game is going to s- stop being supported at any point. Well, you know, with, at least not in the near future.
1: <laughs> I know, but I mean, with any, every, with all the Disney announcements and stuff, you know, everything to do with the company, they always announce when something's going away. Exactly. And this has never even been brought up. So it's, it's always a no news is good news.
0: Right. And, uh, the letter's nice. We have a link in the show notes at the end. It says it's because of you are players. Uh That this game continues to strive. Thank you for playing Star Wars The Old Republic. You know, so, if they
1: were smart.
0: um Are you saying they're dumb?
1: No, I'm just saying. You I'm just do, kidding. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, and this is, you know, targeted at our Disney fans. Right. Um, They had a a thing that was mostly geared towards kids, but it's called VMK. And it stood for Virtual Magic Kingdom. Okay. And it was a game that you could play online, very much like, say, Gaia Online or anything like that, where you could. I mean, That's you, the one where you can go to Disneyland. Kind of, sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, it's, it looked like oh, you can get on the Jungle Cruise. But ended up being like a little mini game that was right, almost okay. like the game. But anyways, but the cool thing is, is that if you actually went to the parks, there were different kiosks throughout the park where you could get cards for in-game oh, merchandise neat. that was targeted only to people in the parks. Okay, and if they were smart, um, they would have a couple of kiosks like that in the Star Wars area. Um, stuff that they're doing right now that would target for Old Republic with free, like a free mount card or that and then, you know, free uh, shards for Galaxy of Heroes, free, you know, stuff like that to help because. The park stuff is, I mean, it's obviously canon because they're doing canon stuff, but with merchandising and stuff, you can go beyond canon and not step on too many toes and bring in this stuff.
0: Right. Um, I, I love that idea. Um, you know, and there are a few things like that going on in the park right now. Um, one of them I got a card for. Um, I can't remember what it was, but just one of these promotion things. They're like, Hey, you know, go check this thing out. Um, you know, that's not directly park related, but something that is in the park that's aimed at people that are, that are in the theme park. So, yeah. Um, or,
1: you know, it, they'd have, be smart to have a, a QR code that links to a 10 page preview of the newest star Wars book yeah. or you know, anything like, like that,
0: that. Right. Uh, I'm with you, man. If only they were smart. Just kidding. <laughs> uh so the last thing I want to talk about with you, because we're not going to spoil chapter twelve because we're not done with it. So we will talk we're about it next start. week. We haven't we're not started in your case. Um the thing that just came out on 420 yesterday, um, introducing weapon tunings.
1: Yeah, I I just saw this today and I thought it looked really interesting.
0: It's pretty neat. It basically is a weapon tuning, an exciting new way to customize your weaponry, creating a brilliant visual flair on the weapon itself. Um and basically it goes through on how to equip it. It's very much like anything else you would equip
1: just any other mod
0: you know you put it in there and um and you can see some of the animations here uh, it says weapon tuning works like any other weapon modification once you've placed it you'll need to pay a fee to extract it placing one into a weapon will bind it and the weapon tunings are not are not part of the collectibles interface that's the only thing i'm not super stoked about and also as of right now how they're planning it they're all going to come from the cartel market in some way
1: yeah i, I agree with the whole collectibles interface thing because that's the whole thing about the cart. That's where most of it comes from, the cartel right. market.
0: Yeah. So, which is which I find weird if it's if it's only available in the cartel market, but it's not going to be part of the collections. Right. So that's weird. But anyway, you can see how it kind of looks. Um, we have a link in the show notes for this. Uh, this is the lightning one on display on an assault rifle and blaster you know blaster pistols, pistol and rifle the and everything else. Yeah, it's so sick. Um, so they're currently going to be only found in cartel market packs. And the first weapon tuning lightning is available in the plunder pack, which launches next, uh, with chapter 13. Okay. Um, so
1: these are only in packs. They're not available for sale in the cartel market.
0: Right. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. I said that wrong. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to be available in packs. So you'll be able to buy them on the cartel market. Right. Um, they're going to be very, very expensive, at least to start with. <laughs> you can buy them on the cartel market because people are going to buy, get them in packs and then turn around and sell them the on, the, no, on, on the cartel market. No. On the GTN. GTN. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I am misspeaking. Um, yeah, on the GTN. That's okay. Cool.
1: Yeah, they're going to be like multi-million dollar.
0: Which is fine. It's pretty cool stuff, actually.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I think it's a very cool animation. Um, I'm just wondering how much it's going to have. <laughs> okay, say we're in an ops group and say 12 out of the 16 people have these. How much is it going to drag down my FPS?
0: Right. Oh, God, exactly. Um, uh, One more thing. They did answer some questions um, about weapon tunings because people were just like, what about this? What about this? So a couple of them are, um, is weapon tuning purely cosmetic? Yes, it doesn't affect stats. Um, we'll be able to modify existing weapons. Uh, it says most of them will be, but not all of them. So they're going to be trying to get them all in there at some point. Right. Um, if, are they exclusive to the cartel market? And it says the lightning weapon tuning is exclusive to the cartel market, but there um, may be future tunings available from other sources. Um, are they affected by color crystals? Yes. Which is cool. Oh, so you that's can change cool. the color. Um, will tuning affect stacks with existing weapon effects? Yes. So if you have a weapon effect already, you'll have both essentially, cool. which is neat. And uh, can we turn the effect on and off like a flourish? And it says no. Um, similar to other weapon effects, once it's drawn, it's going to always going to be shown. And uh, are weapon tunings destroyed if uh, removed from a weapon? And no, they act like regular mods, okay. um, which is cool. One other thing. <laughs> I know I keep saying that. Um, that uh, from the patch notes, because we didn't go through patch notes because it's been a, a little while. And right. uh, most people know what's going on. But one thing I thought was cool, because when we were in that wog run the other night. They said, Oh, have you tried the favorite mount option yet? Oh, that I actually have tried. That is so cool, dude. So, like, you basically go into your mounts. That and way you don't have rocket boots coming up when you And you don't eat. have the dumb mounts you hate coming up. So you just pick your favorite ones. Right. And when you press the random mount button, one of those will come up.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the cool thing is, it's like, you know, um, you know, you come around St. Patty's Day and you can throw in the yeah. 77 Lucky Strike
0: one. And it's just a quick button press, which is kind of nice. <coughs> uh, let's Sorry. see. No, you're good. Uh, I think that's everything, man. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's other stuff in the patch notes. I think I have a link in the show notes, but um, we're not going to go through it all because we're a little late. Yeah. So time to get on to Star Wars? Yeah, well, I mean, don't rush me. I mean, it's not like I have the bumper ready or anything.
1: Pew, 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 pew. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for.
0: Nothing will stand in our way
1: finish what you started
0: all right man so star wars section here we go star wars comics we have uh, an announcement that um there's going to be elite stormtroopers premiering in yeah, july i'm excited for this one that's gonna be cool i still
1: have not read the first podamron one yet and i haven't read i haven't c3 read C3P the c3
0: one. one either so well, I'm
1: seriously. I'm behind on everything in my life.
0: And I, I hear you. I'd like to do a, like a one-off, uh like a real quick one-shot, one-shot where we just cover those one-offs. Because isn't Poe, Poe just a one-off, right? Uh, or is it a sure. short run? I think it's a short it might run. Might be a short like run. Five. Hmm. Maybe we wait till that runs done then do that okay. C3PO and yeah, some C3PO other ones. is a one-off. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so Elite Stormtroopers is coming July. I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun.
1: Yeah, that should be definitely a lot of fun.
0: Um, let's get to film. So, I actually bought the Blu-ray of The Force Awakens. And how was it? Oh, it's great. Um, I haven't actually watched the film yet, but I what I did was I jumped past the film, um, and just watched all the extras as I was doing... Actually, as I was compiling these show notes for tonight. Cool. Yeah, I just got some digital copies.
1: All I have is the movie.
0: Yeah. So, I had actually had the digital copy, so I watched it already before I bought the Blu-ray. So, what I did was I... Just watched all the extras, at least all the ones that were on the digital version of the Blu-ray, which makes sense. They kind of put them all together. Right. It was a bunch of featurettes, a uh, little short documentary, uh, deleted scenes. Um, and, uh.
1: Well, me there's a blooper reel.
0: I didn't, there wasn't. Damn it. There was, there was, a, I mean, a couple little moments, but. I love blooper reels. It was nice. You get to hear from the old guard, the new people, um, uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Like, it's, I mean, it was a really I mean, cool thing.
1: Special features would be phenomenal.
0: Yeah. So I was really excited about that. I just wanted to mention that, uh, before we got too deep in here. So we have a bunch of stuff here, dude. Bunch of stuff. Uh, should we start with the sad news?
1: Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: We lost Admiral Akbar. Sadly. Well, his name, the guy who played Eric Bowersfield.
1: Yeah. The guy who did the voice of Admiral, not the guy who portrayed him in the movie, but, but the, the voice. The voiceover. Right. Actor. Right.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: did you did you listen to uh, Babylon? Yeah, I did. And they they played the bit where
0: the so the
1: guy who did the last because the guy was like ninety seven or yeah, something. Yeah, oh, he
0: lived to be almost hundred. Yeah. yeah.
1: and the guy who did the final interview had talked him into saying it's a trap in a whole bunch of different
0: a bunch of ways accents. Yeah. Well, it was a bunch of like emotions. Yeah. Oh yeah. um, My favorite way was mm-hmm. when he
1: said, "As a posh Englishman," <laughs> and he
0: goes, "It's a deceptive it's a deceptive ruse or something." <laughs> that was great. Um, so yeah, that was very sad, but, um, I think if you don't listen to Hollywood Babylon, they did a really good job kind of, uh, paying tribute to him. So that was cool. Yeah. JJ Abrams explains Kylo Ren's extremely creepy table of ashes.
1: Yeah. I didn't actually read the article. Okay.
0: It so well, it turns out.
1: Which is what he kept the, the helmet in.
0: Yeah. And as he's putting the helmet down, you're like, oh, that's kind of a weird place to put it.
1: Please don't tell me these are Vader's ashes. They're not. Okay.
0: They're the ashes of the people he has brutally murdered.
1: Uh, (laughs) So here it is.
0: Uh, So the backstory is that the table, this is JJ talking, that the table has the ashes of the enemies he's killed. There's something wrong with you, son. Yeah. He he told that to EW, so that's dark. Uh, Yeah, that's a little dark. That's dark, but badass. I like Kylo.
1: (laughs) That just made you respect
0: him more, didn't it? Oh, so much more. You have no idea. Oh, it's my boy. All right. So, I thought that was kind of a cool, uh, kind of a cool little side note. That's creepy. So, I've noticed that as the Blu-ray came out, and as we are getting closer to Rogue One, and, um, as, you know, we're hearing a lot more of what's going, you know, I guess the best way I'm trying to say it is, we're hearing a lot more of the little things. Right. The little
1: stories behind the scenes.
0: Right. Which is neat. Um, so, Star Wars The Force Awakens, handheld, uh, sorry held advanced screenings for dozens of Termini-ill fans, apparently. Which we
1: knew the the one big one that they announced because there's such a big upro- uh, public outcry for it. Yeah. And, you know, it honestly does not surprise me that they held a whole bunch of these things and they didn't seek out the right. notoriety for it because that's not what it's about.
0: I was so happy to hear that it wasn't just one. Right. You know, or two or however many we heard of. I think it was just the main one, right? Yeah. Um, and that was the older guy, right? He was like 30?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: long-time Star Wars fan. And he but, ended up
1: dying like two days later. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. But I'm just really glad they were able to do this for, yeah. for lots more people. So that's, Absolutely. Cool. it says a lot about, you know, Disney and JJ and willing to do that. You exactly. Know? But knowing that they'd have people with them and this, you yeah. know, spoilers. I mean, there, were...
1: there's proprietary stuff, but there's also, you know, basic human right.
0: goodness. Right. Exactly. Um, so big views for Rogue One, uh, which shocker. we should probably put in our, so we messed up. <laughs>
1: uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm going to blame it all on Marshall. Okay. So
0: I wanted to do this really <laughs> short episode of, of the show right before this one. Um, so we didn't, we missed a week still, but I didn't want to like, I just wanted to talk about Rogue One with my friend. Right. And, and we, I
1: don't think we did show
0: notes. No, We did not do show notes for one of the first times ever. And we sat there for 15, 16 minutes and talked. At some point, I mentioned Bothans because we were talking about Mon Mothma. Yeah, we were,
1: and and, and, I, and I didn't refute; I went along with well, it.
0: Well, and you're supposed to be my check here, but I'm just kidding. Um, but I mentioned Bothans because I was like, "Oh, we're talking about Mon Mothma. Oh, and she said that line." And I, for some reason, we thought that happened in Episode Four in the moment. Yeah,
1: we just didn't think about it.
0: We're obviously we're not that terrible Star Wars fans. We know it didn't happen in episode Episode Four, right? Um, but in that moment, we apparently did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. also point out the fact that the the woman who was cast for Mon Mothma, even right. though we said you know they didn't uh, make the same mistake they made in Revenge of the Sith with uh, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, turns out she was cast in Revenge of the Sith. She just had her scene cut.
0: Right, and I want to thank. But um, still, it's better casting than
1: <laughs> the tarkin was
0: and i want to thank one of our listeners um on that commented on our website actually yeah so john hutt i want to thank him uh for for writing into the show and basically um saying how much he loved us but we screwed up john the hut it says john hutt did i say john the hut
1: no i'm saying john the hut
0: well are you a hut
1: i don't know is he
0: Hmm.
1: are you related to java
0: or Hmm. pizza He's gonna regret writing in. Um so anyway, <laughs> he reminded us that uh Genevieve O'Reilly uh had been cast for the role of mom Mothman Rogue One, was actually originally cast for the same character in episode three, but his scene was unfortunately cut.
1: Yeah, and to be permanent, I've actually never seen that scene.
0: Yeah, and uh, neither have I. I actually I don't think I've gotten through all those I guess I've never gotten through all those bonus uh, bonus bonus. Yeah, uh, I have the Blu-rays for the origin or for the prequels and stuff, but um and one thing he he made a comment saying about the prequels. And I do do you wanna touch on that real quick? Because I think he may have taken what we said a little bit differently than we mentioned. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, we weren't saying
0: we weren't being derisive
1: about the prequels.
0: I never am. I love the no, prequels.
1: I I they're enjoyable.
0: Sand, it gets everywhere. <laughs> <And> it gets <laughs> everywhere.
1: Um no, they're enjoyable. Um I whenever I whenever I'm in the mood to just like rewatch the entire saga, I do watch I mean I watch Phantom Menace on through.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, he said, uh, I don't really care for the hate the pre-f- prequels receive. I know they have their flaws, but they still add much to Star Wars universe. It's possible you did not mean it the way we sounded. Um, it came across as if Rogue One had made a better choice than George did. Um, when George was the one that brought Genevieve O'Reilly. So yeah, I mean, I, look, I, like I said, I don't have any problems with anything, any of this stuff. Honestly, Star Wars is Star Wars to me. So. No,
1: exactly. And you know, yeah, it it's Star Wars. It's yeah. There's not one bit of it I don't like. I mean,
0: I'm, you're talking to the guy who actually still has a digital copy of the Christmas special. Oh, that's adorable. Um, lumpy and all. <laughs> uh, and I, and he says, I hope someday we'll get a spinoff movie with a prequel character like Obi-Wan or something. I agree.
1: I think that would be fantastic.
0: That would be phenomenal. I, I would like, um, I mean, Obi-Wan would be great. Uh, and we've talked about this, I think, before when, um, when we were reading the comics, when, um, I was talking about the Kenobi novel. Right. And how well that, well done they did Obi-Wan Kenobi. Exactly. Um, as he's watching out over Luke. I would yep. love to see something like that on, on the big screen. Um, can you think of anything else that we could see that would be really cool, like Obi-Wan? Um, uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, let's see. He says he never misses an episode. You know so what that's really Hutt, interesting? John the Hutt. What would be really interesting? Unless he's offended by that, don't be offended.
1: And um, honestly, I'd like to to either see this in book form, comic form, whatever, is the tutelage of Dooku by Yoda. Oh, that'd be sick. That would be really
0: cool. Because remember, Dooku was Yoda's. Like a young, (laughs) like a young Dooku story? That might be kind of cool. Um, who else has a, like a cool history? You know what? And because I, I and I'm gonna say this right now because I'm a dark side guy. I would love to see them do, um, either not just not even not even Plagueis if they don't want to bring they ha- kind of have to bring Plagueis into it. But I would love to see Palpatine's, um, because oh yeah, because Darth Plagueis isn't canon.
1: Yeah, that well that book is phenomenal.
0: Right? Have we said that before? It's not canon. It's not, it was the, right. I think it was the last, last book one. that was not canon. Redna will, will, uh, yeah, he'll rec- correct us yeah. via Twitter and be like, you guys are dumb. Yeah, and look, I, we don't take ourselves that seriously. I've told and you here's- this before like three times, guys. <laughs> and thank you, Redna. <laughs> Thanks, Rhea. <Ray. laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> so- yeah, I think Plagueis is one of the, the main stories that should eventually be developed into canon. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's too, damn good
0: not to exactly and so i want to thank everybody who wrote into us um you know master lou of course uh john hutt or john the hutt however you prefer it um <laughs> we actually seem to be liking john the hutt um because then that puts you i mean are you like are you like jabba superior i mean you, are you like
1: you OG? you're you're an original gangster
0: you're like the man john anyway <laughs> the point is is um, <laughs> uh, we have great fans and they like to and and as serious as we take ourselves right
1: <laughs> hello we're <laughs> inebriated most of the time here
0: like i've been drinking for a smooth hour and a half or so <laughs> but anyway the point is is that um i love what we do and if you guys have a problem with what we do please let us know and we will come back correct and um and correct our mess ups or something well said <laughs> Thanks buddy. <laughs> that am I drop in will. Okay. All right, so it looks like we have some pretty decent numbers for the Rogue One trailer.
1: Yeah, how does it match up with uh Force sorry, Force Awakens and uh, Captain America?
0: You know, I I this actually this post was from the 8th. I'm not sure how it's ranking now actually. Have you heard? I have not. It basically says right now, um, it's close to hitting 30 million in the first 29 hours, and that was on the 8th.
1: Yeah, well, I remember Force Awakens
0: hit, what, like 80 million or something, something like, like that. that? Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Uh, we'd have to do a follow up on that one. Yeah. I don't want to well, get I mean, corrected.
1: I mean, 30 million in 20 an hour, not, not, nothing to sneeze about. No,
0: that's, that's all right. That's, it's all right. <laughs> I still can't, <laughs> I'm I cannot. am okay with it. I'm so amped for that movie, dude. It looks so good. I know it does. Uh, but let's not talk about him, Mark. We'll get corrected. All right, so um, I'm joking. Um uh, so Mark Hamill recreates an iconic scene. Did you see I, this picture? I, I had to. I it had is to add fli- this. Flipping hilarious. It's so funny. I almost didn't, and I was like, okay, that's amazing. So Mark Hamill's on release back, pointing, uh, pointing. <laughs> as if she's writing on yoda uh, he's no,
1: riding on yoda no that he's yoda writing on luke
0: he's Yo- oh that's right okay i see i almost thank you for correcting me that time i got it backwards thank you hop stupid um so yeah so he's yoda she's luke and the picture's amazing
1: it is it is amazing
0: <laughs> link in the show notes for that that little gem um so there's a series of uh MTV did their movie awards. Yes, they did. And um I know you this isn't like, you know, the Oscars or anything, but I like to I think that these are the ones that I would have awarded. You know what I mean? Like Breakthrough Performance, Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Boom. Uh Force Awakens, one movie of the year. Of course. And um I think that's cool. There's some other ones uh for some other people in the pop culture section, but we'll get to that later. Yes. <laughs> I just thought I'd put a pregnant pause in there and see what you thought. Oh,
1: nice use of a term. You like,
0: you like that? Every time I say that to my, to my students, like, oh, I'm just going to do an awkward pregnant pause. They're like, what are you talking about? Pregnant. What? They get all weird. It's weird. Weird. Kids are weird. Okay. Um, Daisy really knows who Ray's parents are, doesn't think it's important. So there's, okay. There's a series of things that have happened yes. in the last week. Do you know much about this?
1: Uh, well, basically the first one was that. Uh, Abrams came out and said that we didn't see them in the movie. Right. And but she he,
0: says, oh, I don't think they're important.
1: But then he backtracked and said they weren't featured in the
0: movie. Right. And so either way, Ridley found out who who's Ray's parents were um, when they were filming Seven. She doesn't think it's very important. Um, she says, I think the amazing thing about Seven is that Finn and Ray don't come from anywhere and they find a place. So to me, it's funny that people think it's so important because I don't really think it is. I I think I think they took that out of context, saying she didn't think it was imp- so important who they were. It was more about where the kids are now, right? You know, I don't
1: think you got to remember she's coming from a point of she's deep in the character. So right in respect to the story of Ray in seven, it doesn't matter who her parents are. It's the fact that she has not had them with her in a long time. Exactly, it might become important later well i imagine it will right but as the story sits now it's not important
0: so the fall from her point of view right and so the follow-up to this is um i guess it was friday night let's see when was this this was on the 16th uh during qa portion of jj abrams and chris rock's tribeca film festival panel star wars fan asked um jj said who are ray's parents of course um, his answer caught most everyone by surprise. Ray's parents are not in episode seven. He revealed to the attentive audience. So I can't possibly say this is the moment in this moment who they are, but I will say it's something that Ray thinks about too. So of course everybody kind of flipped out. And so he followed up after the panel. He said, what I meant was that she doesn't discover them in episode right. seven. <laughs> he told entertainment weekly, not that they aren't already in her world. So, eh, you know, oh, man, star Wars fans, right? Yep. We we love our we love our stuff.
1: Blow it out of proportion. <laughs> Might as well just throw a thermal detonator in there and blow it up.
0: He's got a thermal detonator. Okay. Um <laughs> so for, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. Uh so I posted this. Oh you did. Okay, so what do you got? Uh
1: it's actually really interesting how Abrams has come out and said that for all the fallout that's happened with Harrison Ford's injury, right? The whole the lawsuit, everything the month delay, all that stuff. Um, he actually said it helped the story because at the time they were filming it, of course, it was the whole thing going on with the Millennium Falcon and mm-hmm. they were on the thing with the, uh, the weird beast things,
0: the wrath, Rathar, wrath, wrathars,
1: right? And the, uh, the opposing gangs. Yeah. Um, when he broke his ankle and evidently the way that Abrams was directing it, um, Finn and Ray had a much more antagonistic relationship. Okay. And he couldn't figure out how to direct it correctly. And in that month he had off, he was able to work it out figure and it out. Came oh, up better.
0: That's badass. Um, Peruvian Death Gang and what was the other one? Um, I'm trying to remember all these things for a future reference. Yeah, I don't remember. The other one was, um, Conja Club.
1: Conja Club. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. Go car, go car. Okay. The, um, what do you got yeah, here? This
1: one's interesting. The Legend of Constable Zuvio. What is this? Um, this is a really interesting concept. Evidently, there is like a four-frame scene in the movie where you see this really cool-looking character. Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is like Hasbro thought this guy was going to be a major character.
0: By the way, for our listeners, it's this guy. It's the guy with the uh, it's the like really
1: intense stare with the the green, blue and yeah.
0: purple with the mask over his mouth. Exactly. Yeah. There's a picture in the show notes. Yeah.
1: Anyways, um, but, uh, Pablo Hidalgo named him as Constable Zuvio. And the cool thing is, is like Hasbro was like all up in this and and it is Hasbro, right? They made, yeah, Hasbro. Yep. Um, they thought he was going to be a major character. Well, it turns out like all of his stuff got cut.
0: They even made a black series character. Yeah. They made a (laughs) a black series
1: for this character, which I would love the, 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 uh, the demos for those. Right.
0: And then he got cut from the film. (coughs) That's awesome. Yeah,
1: I'm actually kind of curious if they ever do go back to Jakku, because he's on Jakku. I would yeah. love to see if he's going to show up in Episode eight. But the cool thing is, is he is featured in the Visual Dictionary that Hidalgo wrote. Right. Um, But Which also, there. there is a collection of stories that are coming out called Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens, Volume 1. Cool. And in it is a short story called High Noon on Jakku, and it features Constable uh, 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 Zubio.
0: Right. Nice, so
1: uh I think he's a very cool cool looking character, and I can see why Hasbro got all ham on it, but uh, right.
0: we well, shall see I mean that's the thing about the Star Wars universe though, and any good world built well built world, I should say is that when you see a character, you have to assume that character has a story yeah you know? well
1: and honestly, they actually mentioned that another one of the uh the people featured in that far far away uh aliens book is the uh the redhead the red um helmeted uh, crimson corsair. Okay. That you see prom- prominently featured. So, nice. very cool. That we're starting to it's very similar to like when the EU did Tales from the Eyes of the Catina, right. Tales right. from the Empire.
0: Cool, man. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I I'm excited. Uh so Lupita Niango, which isn't a surprise, will be back for episode 8.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm Right. I'm shocked. Yeah, oh my <laughs> gosh,
0: she's back. Um which I'm excited about because after I saw this featurettes and stuff, yeah. um the way she filmed that character with the um, you know, she had all the dots on her face, yep. and then the lights, but you know, it's it's just really cool. Um, so I'm excited to see what Moz is doing in episode eight.
1: Yeah, and the, the that's the amazing thing about motion capture, and this is why I am upset that Andy Circus and anybody that does motion capture does not get as much credit. It is still acting. Oh yeah, it's your. And facial
0: it's a weird kind of acting, yeah, because you have to like you have to be.
1: It's very Broadway. You have to be very overreactive right with especially with your facial expressions exactly um for you to prefer to be captured and this is why i'm still upset that uh um his performance as caesar in the oh. planet of the apes movies has not warranted him a nomination of anything
0: i know for i didn't see it but from what i understand it phenomenal was phenomenal as caesar
1: yeah.
0: <sighs> anyway um isaac, isaac says episode 8 is doing things not done in star wars units before and these are the kind of stories I, like, kind of just click on. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But um, so what did he said? He says, um, let me find it. Ryan is definitely going to places and in investigating things that haven't really been done in Star Wars Universe. This For is me, of course, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. For me, it's so fun getting to explore different things uh, that I wouldn't have expected in this universe. In some ways, it feels like we're making an independent film. Um, certain things we get to play with. It's certain in- intimacy, uh, that we got to find. It's special. It's been really fun. So obviously it's super vague, but, um, I, I mean, I don't want to start speculating quite yet, of course, because we're still so far off, but I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see how far they go because I, I, I just think fondly of how far the EU went in some of their storylines, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, both in breath and, and time because, right. Um, I mean, Force Awakens, the whole thing lasts, what, a week? Yeah. Something like that. And, uh, you know, we, in the time frame of the galaxy, there was 30 years, and then we get an adventure that lasts a week. I'm like, I'm wondering how much of a break there is and then how long it goes. Right.
0: Exactly. So, you know, um, in the Star Wars universe, although it feels small, sometimes it's, it's not. No. You know, and. And that's
1: the brilliant of the storytelling. Yeah. Is that everything can feel so intimate and immediate regardless of how epic the scale is
0: right um so the finalist for the young han solo film has been revealed
1: and i'm okay
0: with are him. you okay which guy I is mean, this
1: he wasn't my first pick but they don't, wasn't. they don't
0: they don't put a picture of him which guys
1: follow the link to the uh, the deadspin article
0: oh the deadline article okay right, deadline. so it says um oh okay yeah he, he so wasn't was my in?
1: first pick he was in a uh, hail caesar okay that the uh the coen brothers just did um
0: we should say his name alden eldritch yeah enrin uh
1: Aaron reich
0: there's no way i'm gonna say that right okay (laughs) so anyway
1: yeah he was not my first pick i really liked uh um egerton from uh kingsman Mm -hmm. um i like dave franco um but i like him better than eastwood
0: yeah there was an article about uh dave franco's reaction to not getting it i didn't put it in here but i did you did okay yeah it's actually
1: pretty interesting he just says that it's uh Um it's just it's just one of those things that you you know, you're honored just to be
0: considered or to make that you know, that uh that final list. Exactly. So that's good. Um so I I'm still a little wary about the film, but I think they're gonna do it right. If if it's gonna look anything like Rogue One, if it's gonna take place before Rogue One well, right? and the
1: brilliant thing about it is it's being done by the 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 two guys that did the Lego movie.
0: Right, and that's I mean gonna be
1: good. Kathleen Kennedy's doing right by getting the the right directors.
0: And and one of the things I really and I know I keep coming back to this, but I'm I'm glad that it's fresh in my mind because I just finished it last night. But the those special features and those featurettes from the from the Blu-ray, um, when you hear Kathleen Kennedy talk, you know she loves the universe. I mean. And the people around her and the, and, and JJ, um, as they're working on the film and the people around him talking about him. Um, when you're talking about these people, like, uh, for example, um, when they did the table read, right? Right. They had Mark Hamill read it because and it's usually the director's supposed to do it. Right. So Mark Hamill read it because he has no speaking role in the, in the film. Nope. And so he read all of the, the, you know, narration and stuff like that. One of those things is when they come back and talk about those things and when Kathleen Kennedy's talking about it and sitting in that room, it's just they are making the right decisions. And, yeah, well, and I mean, Star because, Wars fans in general yeah. seem to be okay with what's happening. You yeah. Know? And
1: one thing I think, I mean, it was Lucas's choice that Kathleen Kennedy took over because she was his second in, in command at Lucasville for a while. But,
0: um, and you do get to hear from him talking about her. Yeah.
1: Too. Well, she got her start long time ago working for Spielberg. Right. I mean, if I remember correctly, she was an assistant director and associate producer on ET. Yeah. So She's been around for a long time. Yeah, and so she knows good filmmaking and good storytelling. Yeah. That's the key in the Star Wars universe.
0: Absolutely. All right, man. So let's uh let's run through this. I thought this was kind of neat just in gaming news. There's somebody <laughs> Star Wars vf VFX legend uh Phil Tippett is bringing the Hollow Chess and the Hollow Chess inspired game to life really and i think it's gonna be from what i understand it's gonna be a mobile game no it's coming to consoles i think uh let me find out um let me just double check the game looks like it'll be similar gameplay like magic or hearthstone where your monsters come to life via physical playing cards um which is really cool um so it's basically you get your own digital arc table um i don't know if it's coming for mobile games or if it's coming for consoles as well but i didn't I thought I read that, but I didn't. I don't see it. Well, it's cool. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I just thought that was kind of fun to throw in there. So merchandise and then park news and then we're out of here. Uh, there's some fun merchandise in here, dude. <laughs> so Harrison Ford's, uh, jacket sold for, um, almost 200 grand.
1: Yeah. And they, they marketed it as his last Han Solo jacket.
0: Well, and they're, they're not wrong. Are they?
1: Well, unless he comes back as a Force ghost.
0: Which, did you <laughs> like that
1: comic I sent you? It was Ray, and she's, uh, like, I don't know, meditating or whatever. Oh, the, yeah. And right next to her is uh, Han Solo as a Force ghost.
0: And in Harrison Ford's voice, it says, You've got to be kidding me! <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, So, Star Wars Force for Change is giving away one of the Rogue One Black Stormtrooper helmets. So, awesome. um, if you want to help a cause and get something awesome, maybe... Uh, go for that. Um, this levitating speaker thing—did you see this,
1: dude? It is so cool looking. Why don't I not have this? Uh, because you're holding out for your Darth Vader
0: toothpick holder. Mm, that's a good point. Um, thanks, Skeen. Mm, thanks, Skeen. Uh, so, mm. so anyway, we have a link in the show notes. There's a speaker. Uh, I guess this is kind of a popular thing right now, like levitating speakers. But it looks I
1: hadn't heard anything about well,
0: it. It's it's a weird thing, but this one looks like a Death Star. That is cool. Um, isn't the first time we've shown off a floating piece of merch? Um, there are at least two Iron Man three toys that I can recall which floated. Um, but the new Star Wars levitating speaker is pretty awesome because it's both cool and functional. It's a Bluetooth speaker. I actually have a Bluetooth speaker. Yes, you do. And this is the one they're talking about. You can get one. Um, this one will be over two hundred bucks, but this I have one that's not floating and it's awesome, but it's not floating. Not floating. So now. You know about these little things, right? I threw this in here just like a couple yeah, hours ago. Yeah, I
1: had never heard about them until I saw this uh, article.
0: Today. Okay, so last time 2 years ago, not this year but last year, the year before when we went to Disneyland in the big um World of Disney store. Right. Um they had a huge section and all of the princesses and characters from Disney stuff, they do these little like they look like little like little rolls that like, okay. they're rolled up and they have little faces and they look all cute. They're called Zoom zooms I think. Okay. I don't think you pronounce the the T. Right. Um and they're coming out with Force Awakens ones. So we have a link in the show notes to them, but they look adorable. But they're basically they look like they're little plush like I don't know. They're not worms. very big worms like <laughs> cylinders. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Yeah. It's hard to say, but the faces on them are whatever it is. Right. And usually the colors match whatever the character is and stuff like that. And so it's pretty cool.
1: Do they unroll or anything or is that the shape they are?
0: Uh, that's just what they are that's from what cool. I understand. Yeah. My kids have actually a couple. That's cool. We bought a few of them last year. Um, or two years ago. So that was cool. I, I thought that was a neat piece of merch. Merch. And let's get to, uh, parks news. The one thing I just want to say. I mean, I put some stuff up on my Instagram. My personal, uh, Facebook page and stuff like that from Disneyland, but the Star Wars change at Disneyland, the Force, the, the, How is it? the season of the Force is phenomenal. Uh, Rub just, it in. just super, super quick. Um, the Jakku, uh, uh, Star Tours thing is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you're basically flying behind the spoilers flying behind the millennium falcon they do a, a modification of that maneuver finn, oh. finn, finn shows up on the screen and tells you like what are you doing here follow me that's kind of cool. thing so uh star Tours is amazing so basically they have that one now it's just two places you go to you you have the little beginning thing right you you go to jakku and then you go somewhere else okay um which is really cool um so that was neat um also i can't I can't tell you. We didn't get to watch a stage show, unfortunately. The new, the new version of right. the stage show. Um, but, uh, <laughs> hyperspace mountain. How was it? I mean, do you want to know exactly what happens? Cause it's insane.
1: Well, I'm not going anytime soon.
0: Okay. So let me, let me just tell you. So I'm, I'm sorry to rub it in, but so you, so... Y- you take off and you, oh my God. So we you know when you're going up the hill, right? Right. Um, it looks like you're going to hyperspace. First cool. of all, music's playing, right? you're in Is it star wars music stars music okay you're in the middle all of a sudden you're like thrust into there's a premise you're thrust into a battle we only got to go on it once you're th- thrust into a uh space battle and so as you go through space mountain you see screens like little quick screens on the side of like x-wings flying oh, wow. and uh star destroyers and like there's there's uh, uh, laser fire going everywhere and it just looks so freaking cool.
1: Okay. I will say that when they do do, um,
0: do do, <laughs>
1: when they do do overlays on the on, on, uh, space mountain. Yep. It, it lightens up the inside a little too
0: much. Is it the same with this one? Um, only in one moment where you're like fired at and there's like gun, there's like laser fire going and it did light up quite a bit.
1: Okay. Because the best part about Space Mountain is, is how <laughs> dark it is and you don't see literally how close all the tracks are to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. But when you go on it, when it was overlaid with like the, the, uh, uh, Halloween. Right. And it was just ghosts everywhere. It was just, you know, you, it was all lit up all the time, and so you could see all the tracks, and it just took all the right
0: feeling away. The cool part about that, though, for this particular version, though, is that you know you do feel like because you're going so fast, and as you're coming around the turns, you see the things on the walls, and um, it just really feels like you're you're in the middle of a battle. You're trying to right. get out of the way, and it's 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 pretty darn fun. So cool. that was neat.
1: I definitely want to get down
0: there yeah so um other than that um disneyland was a lot of fun um as always uh weather was good the beers were good um sore and everything the one thing was fun that we um oh my kids had never been on matterhorn or Indiana jones oh right and although zoe wasn't tall enough for nana jones uh ro got to go on it twice in a row so that was Did fun. She like it? Um, terrified the first oh, time. Oh, sure she was like, especially
1: when it throws you back in these.
0: Well, feet. the line I could tell she was going to get nervous <laughs> as we're walking through the line. I'm like, oh, then you pull on this rope and there's this guy down there, and she's just like, what? And I was like, oh, it's not really a guy. It's just right. just for fun. The line, but um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so overall, um, the Star Wars influence is real and it's everywhere. Really, so really, really. There was at have some Mar- point
1: have a Marvel influence.
0: Um. Oh, that's one thing I didn't get to. At some point there were, uh, Force Awakens stormtroopers walking through Tomorrowland, that's which was cool. cool. And then over where they uh, used to have, um, you know, the dealy, what is it, uh, interventions? Right. That's they have the, uh, oh yeah. And so you walk in there and you get to choose light or dark and you go to one side. And so we met Kylo Ren and meeting Kylo Ren was insane. I stood in line for like, you know, 25 minutes, uh, and I walk in there and I said something to him. He's like pacing around. You can hear him walking. He's like pacing around and like we we're, were next in line. And he like comes over and he just like gives you the come with me kind of thing. You're like, right. Oh crap. So I got to go with Kylo Ren. So me and Rowan are up there and he said something. He like points to my shirt and says something. I have no idea how they even do the voice thing. If they're modulating or if someone else is doing it or they have pre-programmed stuff. I have no idea still, but, um, I said, Oh, it's your grandfather. Cause I had my, um, glow in the dark. Uh, a force ghost shirt okay um, oh yeah force ghost with the haunted mansion shirt on yep and i said to your grandfather he's all that is acceptable or something like that and i said yeah, that's right that's <laughs> nice so anyway it was it was really cool i guess chewbacca was on the other side oh that's so cool. if you go to the light side so we didn't get to that side but they have a lot of um uh stuff you can look at and all that overall uh it was it was uh, a a great deal of fun i wish i wish you i i you know i wish you could have been there man
1: yeah some of the rumors that I'm hearing is that once uh, they, you know, work on the Star Wars, and of course, all that's going to go away. Yeah. Um, Is that they're going to transfer it into Stark Expo?
0: Oh, okay. Uh, we'll see. That'd be cool. Yeah. There was a Marvel thing that I never found, or it used to be there, and they replaced it. I can't remember. It was something like Marvel HQ or something. But I never. Well, I think found that's
1: it. what was there in between interventions and the Star and, Wars
0: and thing. Star Wars thing. That's what I thought. Okay. It was just a placeholder. Um. All right. So. Real quick park stuff. Uh, Disney Parks released uh, a 3D60 image of the Star Wars Land groundbreaking. Awesome. And there was a couple of um, moments, like when we were up in Tower of Terror. Where we could
1: it? actually see over the... the yeah. yeah.
0: And there was a couple spots. I can't remember I'm the sure other Splash place Mountain. we were. Smash Mountain. That was the other one. Where you could actually see right. that they were working over there, which was pretty cool. Um, so how do you feel about this soaring around the world thing? Did you read this yet?
1: Um, I did... And I'm excited about it because I've always thought that they they could alter it more than what it is. The frustrating thing is, is I tried watching it so working for some reason I could not get the video to work. So I haven't seen the video. Yet. The video, um, it's
0: short. And yeah, it's only like 22 seconds. Yeah. Uh, my issue is that there's something like and Zoe's first time on Soren was this time, and we went every day, so she's been on it a few times. And I I'm a big fan of Soren over California, right? Um, and I love California. I've been to a lot of those places in that, in that film. Um, I love the music. I I just love that experience. Um, I don't mind soaring around the world so much, but.
1: The great thing about this is because it's a video and it's pre programmed movement, right? They can always bring it back in for special occasions.
0: Yeah, I just I just don't want Soren over California to go away and I just there's something about that music and the feeling and going over the apple orchards and the you know, the the feel of California. No, I
1: completely understand. The the Soren over the world is uh it's debuting at Shanghai Mm. Disney, which is opening up this summer. And then um it comes to it comes
0: uh, to Disneyland, like three weeks later, or yeah. something like
1: that. Um, I
0: think it's in this summer, isn't it?
1: Well, they're they're adding a third screen at Disney uh, MGM Studios, yeah. Uh, not MGM Studios anymore, Disney Studios, and then they're uh and then they're bringing it to California Adventure, yeah. What they could do, I guess, is uh, June seventeenth. They could always uh, just put multiple showings. I mean, one on yeah. one screen, one on the other.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not that I'm upset about it necessarily. It's just, I love Soren over California. Oh, yeah. it's Brilliant. And I would love to see a new Soren, uh-huh. but I love Soren over California. It's I hard do, when they, when well. they, and you know, if you've been going to Disneyland as long as I have and as long as we have and you go multiple times a year, sometimes or once it's a year, like I, I do, to. it's, you, you know, when they change star tours, I was like, Oh, they're changing my star tours. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but it was amazing, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I could have a totally different feeling once they do it. Well, so. it's the
1: same sort of thing. Um, you know, if you go to, uh, Tiki Room. Yeah. In Disneyland, that's the only one where it's still that way. Yeah. Because if you go to any of the other Tiki Rooms, it's under new management. Okay. Um, so if we go to, I think it's Paris. And so it's Florida, a different show? Yeah. It's called Under New Management. It's hosted by, uh, Zazu and, uh, mm. and Iago. Mm-hmm. And then actually, if you go to, I think it's Tokyo Disney. It's actually like a hula overlay and it's oh. done with Lilo and Stitch. Interesting. Um, because it's already kind of Polynesian in what it is, yeah. but, well, and, and, with the oncoming of Mona, I'm sure.
0: Well, and I forgot to ask Kate actually, but she took Zoe on. She took her to the tiki room while we went, while Rowan and I went on Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, and I forgot, and then you know they said they liked it, but I haven't been on it in a couple years. So, oh, I, I, haven't I love been it. In there it's a one of weeks. my favorite things to go do. Yeah, it's great.
1: Because it's always nice and cold in there, and it's yeah, just it's a nice break. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, all even right. If the, even if the uh, the tiki's on the wall, their eyes and mouths
0: don't always move correctly anymore. So what do you got here? Toy Story Land. Oh, you
1: haven't heard about? Okay, they no. are putting uh, some new Toy Story lands in the uh, Disney Studios at uh, uh,
0: Disney World. No way.
1: And uh, one of them is in is a roller coaster.
0: Are you serious? Killing my editing, by the way. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. And
1: uh, it's a <laughs> Slinky Dog roller coaster. Oh, really? And it's themed that it's um Andy has built a track using the tracks you see in his room. No way. And he's built it all over his yard, oh, and funny. it. Stretches the uh to the extremes of what Sleeky Dog can handle. Uh, There's actually a, a rendering of it in there, you can see it. Oh, that looks cool! So open it up so we can watch it.
0: Adorable, uh, that looks awesome. I wish it was coming to one of the other things we had a fun time with at Disneyland. Was uh, we not been on it was Goofy's uh, Sky School.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, that used to be Mulholland the Mulholland Drive, the Maholan Falls.
0: I thought it was Mulholland, Mulholland Drive, I think it's Mulholland Drive, something like that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, but it was the kids loved it. And like we met up with uh some of our colleagues down there and their kids who go to school with my yep. kids and they were like, Let's go on Goofy's Sky School. Go yeah, on. I love it because
1: you know Goofy's my favorite Disney character. Yeah. And I I so I love the theming of it.
0: Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um all right, so this isn't a Disney park thing, but it looks like Batman, Superman, and Wonderman rides are gonna be part of uh Warner Brothers theme parks.
1: Yeah, well it already makes sense. I mean if you go to um uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain, which, uh, used to be co-run by Warner Brothers. Right. Or you go to Discovery Islands over in, um, uh, Florida. Um, you already have the Batman ride, you have the Superman escape, you've got the Riddler ride. So there's all, ra- I mean, you could have now a DC Warner Brothers whole.
0: The whole theme park. Right. Just like you could with Marvel. Yeah. And so it looks, I mean, and this is kind of maybe what, I don't know if, if Marvel needs to do it because they have the Disney thing, obviously, but, um, but I guess it looks like they're building a whole theme park. So in conjunction with Abu Dhabi firm, uh, Warner Brothers is planning to, uh, phase to build a $1 billion theme park on Yaz Island. The project called Warner Brothers World, Ob- Warner Brothers World, Abu Dhabi will feature a Warner Brothers theme hotel and rides modeled after the company's most famous characters. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. And like we already talked, we actually, you know, when we were hypothesizing about, Star Wars land when they were first announcing it last year. Yeah. We talked about how they could do a Marvel land too.
0: They could. And they probably will. Hopefully. All right, man. So shall we get out of star Wars Uh, or do you want to do do our pop culture section or our, uh, our podcast corner? Yeah, let's go ahead and do podcast corner. All right. So podcast corner, before we get out of here, what do you got? Um,
1: ESPN, I, I, you know, cause there's a couple of ESPN podcasts I listen to every day. They're, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, around the Horn and pardon the interruption and uh they've been really hyping this podcast mini series that they're doing you know very much like serial yeah is a famous podcast mini series that i think that runs for like what 15 episodes or whatever yeah. uh this one ran for 5 and it was called dunkumentaries and it tells uh historical stories about the aspects of the dunk in co- in pro- you know, in basketball yeah and uh, it was very really interesting i really enjoyed it they're all like 15 to 20 minutes nothing really too time-consuming and so i was able to listen to all five episodes in you know under two hours nice and uh it was really really enjoyable very well done and uh i highly recommend it cool i have to do is just go to uh um uh your uh to uh, go to itunes and search uh dunkumentaries
0: all right so um i have a couple of suggestions so <laughs> as much as i'd like to not hype um no i'm not gonna, Sans i'm Be- not gonna talk about Sans fans. i've decided <laughs> i've decided i'm just not gonna do it um I really want to, but I want, so, no, no, no. What I want (laughs) to, what I want to talk about though is, um, this is the time of year where SDC, uh, SDC Concast, um, does a weekly episode. And if you are going to San Diego Comic Con, uh, I highly suggest this particular, uh, this particular podcast. Yeah, we uh,
1: listened to it a lot last year before we went.
0: Yeah. And so every week now they're talking about, and I have a number of their articles, uh, in the beginning of our pop culture section, which is talking about, um, convention stuff, but what's coming to the con, offsite events. They do their offsite event and any other news. They do a breakdown of, um, various things, which I'll we'll talk about in a couple minutes, but definitely worth checking out. We have a link in the show notes for that. Um, and on their blog site, they, they do articles almost every day about various things. So if you're if you're planning to go to San Diego Comic Con, ex- so it's fine. Especially if you want to meet up with um uh, you know can we even say Z grade celebrities? I mean, what are we? What will we be? We what's below Z? Question mark. Question mark grade celebrities. Uh go ahead and M- uh um, <laughs> well if you want to hang out with two random dudes that sit in my office recording a podcast. Uh you know, check this guys out. Um it's a great podcast. Um they always said they have guests. Um, they actually, one of the links I have talks about, they, they talked to a couple of people who've been to many casts, many casts, many conventions. Right. Um, that make their own stuff that are vendors, which is pretty cool. Oh, too. that's so, awesome.
1: Oh, like when we went to San Jose Comic Con, we found that woman who was, uh, making trading card packs. Exactly. Like one was based on Zelda. That's
0: right. Cool. And this is a little bit of a bigger one, but yeah, this is one is a uh, ninja bot okay which yeah. is which is quite popular and um it's a husband and wife deal and they were on the last episode and it was great so um that's my recommendation and I'm going to not talk about sans fans <laughs> i have listened to a lot of their stuff yeah you do <laughs> all right uh so should we get to pop culture then
1: pop culture oh, that was i don't know what that was
0: <laughs> i can't imagine any kind of future where i am a
1: hero well you know in the future none of you uh Heroes, your legends.
0: Well, and as Will awkwardly whispered to me a second ago, he said he's behind on all the uh, CW Berlanti stuff. Uh, I am only behind on Supergirl. I am um, current. We just got current last night on Flash and Arrow. Actually, no, no, I'm
1: like three episodes behind on every one of them.
0: Right, that's fine. Um, it's fine. We gotta get. We gotta. We gotta do something about our behindness hmm uh so don't overthink that moving on (laughs) uh i love those shows arrow got crazy flash is phenomenal we're actually next week away from kevin smith's episode right so i'm very excited about that uh i actually thought it was this week i kept fast forwarding and rewinding through the credits to see if he was there but it was someone else um all right so uh go ahead and start us off dude sad news again (laughs) <laughs> At the top of our two non-sumotor sections today.
1: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, br- uh, breaking news this morning, um, Prince was found dead. Um,
0: just uh, unfortunate news. I mean... Uh, and he's my parents' age, man. He's 57 years old. Yeah,
1: 57. Um, I mean, I still remember the first album I ever listened to all the way through yeah. was 1999. Ugh. And And, um, you know, great album. I think about came out in 1983. Mm. Um, you know, he won the, uh, the Oscar for uh purple rain soundtrack. He, uh, um, you know, of course no one's going to forget the, the whole bat dance. Right. Um, you know, his impact on popular culture cannot be underestimated.
0: Yeah. I, it's hard, uh, you know, it's, and when these things are fresh like this, I had a couple of my colleagues come in and be like, Prince is dead. And like, and, and it's not, I mean we're not we didn't know him we're not sitting around like most of us aren't sitting around shedding tears but at the same time it's like this is a part of our childhood it's a part of pop culture that can't be replaced you know yeah it's it's
1: one of these weird things that you start getting when you start hitting close to 40 and above is uh you know it's no longer the tragic losses of kurt cobain or amy winehouse or um, Shannon Hoon or, um, uh, yeah,
0: it's like uh, the 55 to
1: right. It's now 80 people, now 80 we're, year olds I dying. Say it, we're waiting for, <laughs> yeah. you know, Michael Jackson died. Right. Prince Madonna. Right. Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford,
0: you know? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Helen Mirren. I mean, basically we were at some point we are going to watch our heroes go. Yeah. You know, unless we go first, but, um, yeah, man. And it, it's, it's, it's really sad. Um, pop culture and music lost somebody big. Yes, so
1: very big. <sighs> I mean, a lot of people. I mean, forget what he did. He was also a brilliant songwriter. Absolutely. I mean, he wrote "Nothing Compares to You." That yeah. O'Connor did.
0: Oh man. Uh, all right. Well, um, they still. I still. I guess we don't really know hundred percent know what happened yet. Yeah. As yeah. Of, as of this recording, we don't hundred percent know what happened, but you know, um. I'm sure you'll hear about it before I, I get this podcast up. Yeah. So. What I
1: did hear, he was uh, hospitalized with the flu over the weekend. Yeah. But then he was discharged and then yeah. something happened.
0: Hmm. Oh man, if you were caught up on something, I could have said something. Okay. So anyway, um, what do you got here? Uh,
1: okay. This is just a little side thing. And this is actually a little nod to my sister, my, my little sister, Steph. She is uh, getting her, uh, masters of library science degree up in Washington and uh, a few days ago i believe it was the 16th was national librarian's day and so i, th- I believe it was comicbook.com actually came up with a list of the top 5 librarians in fiction and i'm like oh awesome right <laughs> so it had evie from the mummy it had um oh the uh, the main not the main guy but you know the the older guy from buffy the vampire slayer okay. um barbara gordon from the from from DC Comics. Right. So, like, I, and then what I didn't understand is how does it not have No Wiley's character, which is called the Librarian?
0: Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, know, it was man.
1: a funny little five person. <laughs> yeah, it was just a funny little slideshow that I enjoyed. And I was like, right. but it's in the name.
0: You're like, but oh.
1: he is the Librarian.
0: <laughs> All right, dude. So let's get to convention stuff. I kind of nutshell part of it and I'm going to, I'm going to glaze over some of this too. Um, but I have a bunch of links for some of my favorite people. Um, SDC, stop it. SDC, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's one thing about having one in the studio. Weird things happen. Okay. I'm not even going to tell you what happened. Okay. What am I saying?
1: Marshall is really soft feet. Okay.
0: SDC, <laughs> SDC Concast, uh, 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 it's actually SDCC unof- unofficial blog is what it is. Right. Um, they have a great blog and I have a number of their, uh, posts in, in the show notes here, and I'll go through some of them in a minute, but, um, one of their posts I want to talk about is they're doing something different this year as far as they're going to mail us our badges. Okay. Um, and you give me that look like, what? Um, I remember that. because of the RFID thing. Right. We are going to get, as previously announced, badges will be shipped about three to four weeks before the convention. Okay. Uh, due domestic address, to domestic address, um, that you purchase from. So basically make sure your address is right. First of all. Um, right. So between now and April 27th, if you were one of the ones who physically purchased any badges during pre-registration or open registration, be sure and make sure you have your right address. I'm going to be checking that one again. There's an FAQ in here um, that talks about how this is going to work, but because of the RFID thing, they're trying to eliminate the issues. So let's say you forget your badge, right? Um It's saying also not to take them out of the sleeves, um, for various reasons, there's a whole thing and I, and I can't wait to see how this looks. Um, it'd be nice to get your badge ahead of time. This, if, if everything works out right, we won't have to wait in any lines when we get there. We'll just have our badge and be able to walk on the floor.
1: Right. But will we still get that sweet swag?
0: Well, uh, they haven't announced yet. <laughs> they haven't announced yet how you're going to get your bags and your right. other stuff. We'll probably have to wait right, in the line programs for that. And all yeah. that stuff. Um, but, uh, that said, this will, severely limit the amount of you know scalpers and counterfeiters and and all that kind of stuff because if you go and say hey someone you know and i lost my badge or this happened to my badge they can just turn off the other one Mm -hmm. you know and give you a new one and so anybody that stole yours or scalped it or whatever or you know whatever um so i think this is good but i'm not sure
1: well, we already had uh, our first experience with RFID. Mm-hmm. Well, our second because our first one was at Nerd HQ last year, which right? Did not go well. That
0: didn't go well. San Jose went much better. It was, it was on a wrist, though. I'm thinking this is on the badge, from what I understand. Yeah, which is good.
1: Yes, which will make it easier. Yeah. Um, but also the placement of the RFID readers at San Jose was a little awkward.
0: Yeah. I think, I think what people are thinking of too is like, why can't I just walk in with mine, give it to someone to walk out and not, but they make you scan in and out. Right. And that's a thing. And so if you co- try to come back in and haven't scanned out, I don't know what they're going to do quite yet. Right. But it's one of those moments. Like I think one time we went out of line at San Jose. Um, we were in a big line and we mm-hmm. came in and they didn't let me scan out. Or make me scan out when I try to come back in. They're like, next time make sure you scan out. Right. And so, it's one of those little iffy moments. So, we'll see how it goes. Uh, this is the first year they're doing it. So, um, there's also another uh, post in here that kind of clarifies uh, RFID, talks about it, um, that kind of thing. And kind of compares San Jose and stuff like that. So, check that out. Um they did a breakdown of Hotel Occalypse.
1: Yeah. How did that go? We didn't have to worry about that.
0: <laughs> it was really interesting the way it went because what they did was they randomized people in a lobby. And then it sounded like it wasn't necessarily as speedy as before, but there was some, some, uh, issues with it because people were confused on how it was going to work ahead of time. Right. So had I known it was going to work like this, we might have played the game, but, um, uh it says you were randomized based on where you were granted access to the forum and the time determin- determines when you got the request. So really it's kinda like when we did open reg. So for example, you and I get in at nine fifteen, mm-hmm. but a whole bunch of people got in at nine. <laughs> All those people are gonna have their time stamps before us. Right. And so they will have a p- different priority than we will. Um and they extended the date on <coughs> they extended the date when they were gonna um uh I guess charge people and and it it went a little bit better this year from what I understand, right, but um it could have been better er, which isn't a word, but that's okay um so anyway man i i I think we might be able to play this game um if we figure out money because it's gonna cost us more oh yeah um, but if they do it similar to this next year, I'm willing to play the game to, in the hopes of getting a downtown hotel
1: um as long as we have a backup plan.
0: And that's the problem. And so there's another post on here. Nice segue, bro. Um, there's another post, you know, that uh, um <laughs> that are oh no, this was one from SDC uh unofficial blog, but uh Tony Kim did one too. Right. Um where <laughs> what do I do now? Okay. And you know, you there's waiting lists, there's um you know, you can pay a crazy amount. Airbnb. You could just sleep in Hall H, and you could tried to you know talk to people who have hotels stuff like that there's a lot of other options but um it's it's really stressful though it's it's soup. what's happening you're you're laughing
1: no in my mind i'm thinking of the uh how much your mother episode where uh, they they're talking about uh called banging for roof what does that mean? Where you hook up with somebody at a bar for the, <laughs> for the explicit purpose of going home with them to see them somewhere
0: to see sleep. See them somewhere to sleep. That's funny. Not that either of us would ever do that. No, 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 no. So anyway, um, there are many options, but it's stressful. though. It, yeah. You know, you get to this point right now, we just have to figure out how we're getting down there, you know, transportation wise, which is easy. We buy a flight, we're some sort of mass, pro- or, you yeah. know, participant, you know, uh mass transit of some Shuttle. sort and we'll get down there. Um,
1: because we already have our hotel and
0: tickets. we have hotel and tickets and we're good. So anyway, man, uh, so there's a bunch of stuff on here just to speed this up a little bit. Some of their other posts, um, talk about Nerd HQ's coming back. They just haven't given any details yet.
1: Yeah. Once we got into Nerd HQ, very enjoyable.
0: Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Aisha Tyler's coming back. Um, uh, probably doing uh, some Archer uh, stuff uh, for sure. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We uh, love uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, there's some other stuff. About a supernatural offsite event that's going to be happening as that's well. That's going to be crazy popular. Um, it says supernatural offsite wayward cocktails is what it's called. What I don't understand is this: that show is terrible. I have tried to watch it. The wife has tried to watch it. Every time we see a commercial for it, we're like, "Why is this still a thing for 15 seasons or whatever?" Okay. It is.
1: Speaking of my sister staff,
0: the show is terrible. She
1: and her boyfriend love it. They watch it every week. Um, I've watched it a few times with them, and it's enjoyable for. It's a, uh, but it's definitely
0: terrible. A specific type of show. I look, and if you, if you're, if you listen to this podcast and you love Supernatural, you're awesome. Tell us why. You're awesome. Tell us why, if you want. I know Felicia Day was on it for a bit. Convince us why we should watch it. Well, I'm not going to. I can't. I tried. <laughs> it's too much, especially when it's like 13 episodes. I don't know, if it, or 13 seasons. I don't know where I think they're at season now. Season 10 now. And whatever. It's too much for me. Okay, moving on. Um, there's gonna be a Brown Coats thing again. Um for sure. And um there's gonna be the San Diego Symphony announced their twenty sixteen uh concert series where they're I would like to see that. They're gonna be doing like uh Legend of Zelda and all that kind of stuff, which is gonna be awesome. Um and then Chris Hardwick, this is the big one. Um, is going to do a stand up show, of course, and he's doing two, from what I understand, two nerdist podcasts live.
1: Yeah. Well, he did do a live nerdist podcast last year, but,
0: but this time he's, he's doing two.
1: Right. Well, but he's also been on tour with his uh, stage show. Uh, it's called, um, um, the Chris Hardwick tour that I was trying to remember was called the fun, comfortable tour, oh. uh, but that one's over. This is actually going to be called the idiot tour. Um, it's <laughs> a good name. Well, with the, the fur the O and the second I are actually zero
0: and one. Oh, so, elite speak. Okay, yeah. cool.
1: Um, so, it's, uh, um, and I just looked it up, it's gonna be at the Balboa Theater. Nice. And it's, uh, I believe it's at $37 a ticket.
0: Uh, have they started selling them yet, though?
1: No, they're a pre-sale right now. Hmm. So you have to have a password to get in.
0: Okay. Huh. I right. guess
1: we are still waiting to hear on Babylon.
0: I emailed old, uh, Garmin. And I'm hoping on this week's Babylon, he reads my damn email. I reminded him I am the podcast, the, the sock guy with the podcast from last year. Um, I'm hoping he reads my email or at least just tells us, yeah, yes or no, because we're trying to figure out a night for our meetup. As we mentioned earlier in the show, our, um, a whole bunch of our, our fellow compatriots are going to see Weird Al on Friday night. Right. And so we have friends going, I I would like to do it either Thursday night or Saturday night. I know Thursday is not best, great for people who work. So it'll probably be Saturday night, and I think last year Babylon was Saturday, wasn't it? It was whatever night... Was it Friday?
1: I think it was Friday it because was Friday usually day. on Saturday.
0: Right, and we were like, oh, it's on a Friday this time. And, oh, yeah, because it was the same day that the big uh, Swoet Tour Cantina yeah. was as well. That, that was a long night. That was a really long <laughs>
1: day. Because that was also the day we went to the uh Petco Park.
0: Yeah. So we pretty much... I pretty much... Yeah, I pretty much drank from... 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. Well, yeah, plus we had like
1: 28,000 or 30,000 steps or something.
0: Oh, yeah, no, that was when I got my Fitbit and that was like a 30,000 step day because we were all over at San Diego. Anyway, um, I'm really looking forward to San Diego. I can't wait to make some of these plans, solidify some of these things. So, um, you know, again, like I said, stay tuned for our, um, meetup details. If you're coming to San Diego, let us know, send us tweets, say, I'll be there. Just let me know, something like that. Um, let us know if you want to do Thursday or Saturday. We might do Friday anyway if we do it early enough. I'm not sure what time Weird Al is. Um, but um, anyway,
1: if I had money, I wouldn't mind going to. Weird Al puts on a great show.
0: No, it'd be great. I think what the idea is that we're gonna do, uh, like about six o'clock, right? And start dinner time, start it early. Um, and then if people have stuff to do, it'd be six o'clock to whatever. And you know, we'll hang out, have some fun. All right, should we get the TV? Yeah, lots of TV news. Lots of TV. We'll get through it quick, though. Um, they reveal the cast of the Doctor Who spinoff we were talking about a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, do you know any of these people? I do not, and I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, isn't that the point? So we have a link in the show notes. There are people. I mean, should we even say their names? I mean, no, it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's some people. They look young.
1: But basically, it takes place at the school that Clara taught at.
0: Yeah, which is cool.
1: They announced today that on Saturday, April twenty
0: third um they
1: will be uh announcing who the next companion is
0: is that the big announcement
1: that is the big announcement
0: uh the article i had just said there was going to be an announcement so
1: yeah it looks like it's a, any inklings do we um, know no cool.
0: cool i can't wait um i was okay with clara but you know
1: she just kind of wore
0: yeah she was around for a long time yeah um I was stoked by this. Sherlock series four has started filming.
1: Yeah. And I believe this is going to be the last series.
0: Is it? I think so. Well, Cumberbatch is pretty popular. Oh yeah. yeah a lot of, other
1: things. not that, uh, um, Martin Freeman isn't.
0: No, they're both popular, but Cumberbatch is like, I mean, he's going to do Dr. Strange. He's in, um, something else upcoming. He's Sherlock. And there's something else that just got announced that he's doing. Oh, Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something in movies, right? But whatever. Um, he's doing The Grinch. But anyway, so some Game of Thrones news. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some stuff basically saying it's going to reset the chessboards a bit, which is kind of what you kind of you're behind on this, but way this Okay. So, Game of Thrones fans. Um, basically, what ha- what has happened is there was a rumor, uh, I think, late last week, early this week, that said there's about 13 episodes left after this season that's coming, and well, it just it got no
1: more source information.
0: Well. And so it just got picked up for season seven. I think that's going to be the last season, which is going to be a shorter season than what we've had before. Right. Which, honestly, I'm okay with it kind of going away. But at the same time, it's been a really, really strong show. I mean, it's really good.
1: You have to remember that right now, I mean, it's just about to start season six. So you're looking at four months until that's done. And then you're looking at maybe a year, year and a half before the next show, the next season starts. And then that's going to be another three months. So it We're going to have a few
0: more, four, few more years.
1: Yeah. It gives him a couple more years to get an, out another book.
0: Right. And I'm hoping he gets that other book out. Yeah. And, and now that it's deviated so much from probably what he is writing, um, it's almost like we're getting two versions, I think. Sort of.
1: Well, it also has kind of gotten into a place where they could start introducing non-canon characters. Right. And just start taking it into the world of Game of Thrones.
0: Exactly. Um, as I mentioned before, we're getting close to Kevin Smith's episode of The Flash that he directed. Can't wait. I'm stoked for that. I think that's next week, if I'm not mistaken, which is the, uh, 25th, 6th, something like that. Um, and I think that is the last one before the two episode season finale. Right. Um, and. Which
1: they have actually officially finished filming. Yeah. They're, they're done shooting for the year.
0: And so Jason Muse, um, who was on the set was yep. super amped. He's playing a metahuman nice. kind of in the background. And he is also, um in the film, they wrote a role for him, which right. is pretty cool. Yeah,
1: where he had to play an adult.
0: Yeah, where he had to, like, be a human.
1: <laughs> Very nice. But uh, he well, was... Well done, Muse.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm so happy for him, man. It, Seriously,
1: it, he's gotten clean. He's happily married. He's got a kid.
0: As far as he's come and now... We've and
1: met him, what, two, three times Two or three times, times And yeah. he is one of the nicest sexual so nice. celebrities you'll ever
0: meet. And the cool thing about him is he doesn't know that people, like love him as a celebrity
1: he doesn't because he's just as much of a fanboy as we are oh
0: yeah and so seeing him geek out about stuff and be excited about things and then meet us in line and be like oh yeah let's get a picture let's do this oh let's do this i was like you're awesome (laughs)
1: what's hilarious it's not just i mean because he's the one that got smith into into the flash yeah but dude he was also his wife yeah yeah he was also a total fanboy about down the abbey
0: yeah i know (laughs) i think he just watches a lot of tv oh yeah (laughs) which is good um which i could do more yeah me too uh chris hardwick plans to appear as a walker on the walking dead
1: yeah this was eventually gonna
0: happen i mean it's only a matter of time for someone who has been doing about the talking Talking dead dead for years
1: yeah he did talking uh talking bad he did yeah now he's doing talking dead
0: right so uh good on you hardwick you're you're my hero
1: this week they released a uh, a new uh, digital comic called The Walking Dead the Alien. Okay. And it introduces you to two characters that happen to have been in Barcelona when the outbreak happened. And you find out that one of the main characters is Rick Grimes' brother.
0: It's, uh, I know you think I should know. No, what you're Rick saying. Rimes
1: is the main character. Okay, cool. uh, Of The Walking Dead. That's awesome. Yeah. and I've never and, watched a single episode. Oh, it's really good. I um, know. Um, but the of. thing is, is Robert Kirkman, the guy who uh, produces the show and he wrote the comic. Yeah. Um, he says this is 100% canon.
0: Awesome, dude. That's cool.
1: Yeah. So it's very cool when you start getting more. I thought
0: about watching it. When I get caught up on some other stuff, maybe this summer, I'll, I'll start watching it. It's one
1: it. of those. I mean, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I mean, I watched the first two episodes. So good. So I don't know how it is binging it. It's a little bit different with Walking Dead because you can have like three or four straight episodes where it's really dialogue heavy and morose and like they're stuck in a prison or they're stuck. It's like Game of
0: Thrones. Yeah. There's a couple episodes where it's just.
1: But then there's just murder everywhere,
0: and (laughs) and then everybody dies. Um then you have things like the Red Wedding and stuff like that with Game of Thrones. Yeah, so
1: as of right now I'm about uh two thirds of the way through season three of okay. Walking Dead. So I'm a few seasons behind. But
0: yeah. Wait, it's season six right now? Seven, I think. Seven? Okay. Um, just wrapped seven. The one thing I'm behind on because I was thinking for some reason in my head I thought my wife wanted to watch the show with me. She's not I guess as big a Daredevil fan as I am um
1: yeah i still haven't watched season two
0: i haven't watched season two yet and i have a bunch of daredevil news um but the first thing on here i have is uh there's a petition of course that want people want john barenthal to have his own netflix series
1: and speaking of walking dead because he started on walking dead oh yeah um yeah evidently he's knocking out of the park as as uh as punisher
0: i can't wait i'm actually gonna start it tonight while i'm doing some other stuff um so daredevil's charlie cox announces the defenders uh has a filming date okay awesome which is pretty cool.
1: Well, because they just uh, set up the showrunners.
0: Yeah, so we kind of we kind of gonna throw all this stuff together here. But it says, uh, yeah, it, it, he kind of says it offhandly. He says, oh yeah, um, we're supposed to be filming uh, before the end of this year or something like that. Well, you they're just I mean?
1: about to start Iron Fist, right? Because and, they're wrapping up Luke Cage,
0: right? Um, so it says uh, they're
1: writing Daredevil three now. They're in the writing stages on uh second season of Jessica
0: Jones. Right.
1: Luke Cage premieres September thirtieth.
0: Right. So why is this title I think he say? Said,
1: well, I think you said two thousand sixteen. Okay. So, it'll happen so it's this
0: happening year. this year. Okay. Cool. Um. So let's move on to the next piece of news here. The showrunners are there for Marvel's The Defenders.
1: Right. It's the people that run Daredevil.
0: Exactly. Which is awesome. Sadly, because this is the thing we've been talking about, is that sadly Charlie Cox says there's no plans for Dare- uh Netflix to start. Netflix stars to appear in Marvel movies.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the most.
0: How cool would it be to see Jessica Jones in a Marvel movie?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, the problem being that the movies are much more, um, long ranging. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like we talk about this every week. And but, it it, it whereas, the, sad. whereas the shows are much more immediate. Right. And so personal. I think the closest character they could do that they could easily cross over because it'd be so hard to do the main characters. Yeah. Um, Night Nurse would be easy, but they've already said that Rosario Dawson actually isn't Night Nurse. Right. Because I they think they're trying to introduce Night Nurse into uh, one of the future. Oh, uh, I think there, there's rumors that actually Rachel McAdams in Doctor Strange is Night Nurse. Oh, okay. But we're not sure yet.
0: Okay. I can't wait for Doctor Strange. Yeah, that looks so good. Um, uh, So we have Luke's, Luke Cage is supposed to be scored by a Tribe Called Quest member.
1: I can totally see that.
0: Which is going to be sick. Iron Fist cast. Oh, you? this is supposed to be you. Iron cast Jessica Stroop?
1: Oh, no, I was going to post that, but you oh, already okay. had it in there. No, they just cast a. Uh, oh, I don't people. know these people, that's why. Well, Jessica Stroop
0: was in um the
1: reboot of 90210. I don't know who the other guy is, but they play siblings, I guess. Okay,
0: cool. What else do we have here?
1: I uh, Just the common thing we keep doing is that there's an article yeah. that actually came out and said how hard it is to do a Marvel movie and TV crossover. Well, it says it
0: has to have, be the right time, right place, and, you know, and it's you know we all get that but at the right. same time it's like we want it to happen like nowish exactly <laughs> um
1: this next one is uh, krypton okay uh which is the not necessarily the origin story for superman but it's the origin story for the house of el okay because it looks like the protagonist is actually superman's grandfather Oh, that's awesome. And it's when the House of El has the following out. Didn't with, we
0: hear about this quite a yeah, few years ago?
1: Well, they had been, they've been writing it for a couple of years. Okay. Um, but it's in the pilot stage now and they're hoping for a pilot order from sci-fi. Nice. Now, the thing that I'm curious about is will this be folded into the Berlantiverse? verse? Berlanti has nothing mm. to do with it, but it is being written and produced by David S. Goyer, who wrote the, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, okay. but he also did Constantine. It, it, the Constantine show, which is folded into the Do you think the issue
0: might movies. be because it's on Sci-Fi? Well, it, no, because Const- should, that shouldn't matter. Constantine was on NBC. That's right. That's right. And and, and Supergirls on Supergirls on ABC. On ABC yeah. Um. Hmm. I just
1: don't know if they're gonna fold the Goyer stuff in, all of the Goyer stuff in. Yeah.
0: It'd be nice. I mean, I'd like to see all that stay close. Honestly.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, especially since it's taking place a couple of generations earlier. Yeah. So you're not necessarily hamstrung by cross
0: uh, casting. True. True. Okay, so <laughs> Stephen King's The Mist has been picked up by Spike, and we just finished eleven twenty two sixty three a couple nights ago. How was it? Why are you not watching that? I just haven't gotten to just it. Just watch the damn show. It's phenomenal. I mean, I'm I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, it's. Super. Oh my God, I don't even know where he got that. Um, uh, so it's super good. Um, but I'm anything, I love Stephen King's stuff, and I think this will be good. We've been trying to watch Under the Dome, too, so we might go you back to that. You know
1: what I think it honestly is? The reason why I just haven't sat down and buckled down and just watched it is I'm not actually a huge James Franco
0: I know you're not, but he's so good in it. He's, he's not James, he's, he doesn't James Franco it up. Yeah. Should I just say that?
1: That's, I mean, yeah, you use him as a verb. That's good.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Twilight Zone reboot reboot will be interactive. I don't even know what this means, okay? And then it says Bioshock's Kin Um Levine is directing it, which I'm excited about. Bioshock is phenomenal. It's an right. amazing story, amazing game. Um I've got the first couple on um on Xbox. Um Bioshock is phenomenal. I'm okay with them rebooting Twilight Zone. Which they've already done a couple times. Right. I also don't know what it means by interactive. Apparently they're kinda of talking about it being like a choose your own adventure kind of thing how would they do that
1: um if if they can get enough of a following to have it be like voting throughout the show like a la american idol
0: like film a couple versions and then
1: or it's or it's week to week where you over a week what do you want to happen next okay
0: all right well it'd be kind of neat to like watch a show vote but then the problem is nobody watches things in real time right so you can't be like what should happen next? And expect anybody to respond. A lot of people are watching in real time, but most people don't.
1: No, the only way I think they could do it is if they had multiple, if they had all the scripts written mm-hmm. and they did it like every two weeks or something like that. So it gave you that time to get voting in. Right,
0: right. That's probably, that makes more sense. Um, last thing here, uh, Go ahead. Oh, I'm so bummed. Um, Castle, which is one of my guilty
1: pleasures because I love Nathan Fillion and Stanokotic is just, you know, great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been announced that Stanokotic is actually leaving Castle and she's the main female. She's Beckett. She's yeah. Castle's wife. I mean, um, she has not been signed up. They haven't. What does that o- mean for the show? Well, they haven't officially announced a season nine. Right now they're in the middle of season eight. Well, near the end of season eight. Um and they have a really long overarching story going on right now, and I'm guessing they're gonna tie it up this season. Okay. They haven't gotten to it yet. But Fillion has come out and said that she's a wonder a wonderful woman to work with. She's great. I mean, they have incredible chemistry. Yeah. Um I'm just a little bummed. I because I mean that it is named Castle, but it's from the beginning. It's been a show about their relationship. And I just I really don't see it going without her. Right. So I'm actually hoping they don't bring back season nine i want them to wrap it up
0: just be done with it then yeah Yeah. all right man um so we're kind of at a tv i have a couple comics things here which i think was kind of cool yep um this one i'm so excited about so you know spider gwen right from you know we also we. so this is gonna be gwen pool Gwynpool well, number right now one. there's
1: also a Spider-Man Deadpool comic going
0: on. Right. So, I mean, look at how amazing that is. <laughs> oh, it's so magical. So it's this best. Marvel has provided comicbook.com with an exclusive preview of Gwenpool number one from writer, uh, Christopher Hastings, um, an artist. I don't even know how to pronounce those people. Um, Gwenpool follows the misadventures of Gwenpool, a comic book reader who somehow woke up in the world of the comic she loved. So what is she supposed to do now? Um, so is it kind of like, a combination of Deadpool and Spider-Gwen is that what it's supposed to be? I have no idea what's happening. I'm it sounds But like I'm it. excited cuz anything thing pool, I'm in. Um well <laughs> honestly,
1: I don't know the story behind Spider-Gwen. Maybe Spider-Gwen had the same concept. Maybe. Um but it makes I don't either, it actually. makes sense that since Deadpool breaks the fourth wall, it's about time we had something break the fourth wall going in. Right. And that's oh. what this looks like.
0: The unbelievable Gwenpool. Oh, this looks
1: amazing. It does look really good.
0: Oh, I'm very excited about this. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm falling down a rabbit hole. Okay, moving on. Um, and then we have Civil War Two. Well, trailer. Civil
1: War Two is coming out, right? Um, it's announced for.
0: I believe it's announced for this summer,
1: and it looks like it's a battle between Iron Man and Captain Marvel.
0: Why is Iron Man gonna be fighting people named um, Captain?
1: And of course, because now Captain America is um Sam Wilson. Right. Right. It's no longer Bucky Barnes, and it was no longer Steve Rogers before that. Right. Um. So it's that whole thing. Well, Marvel released a trailer for the comic book.
0: So nice. Okay. I haven't watched it yet, but it's there. I haven't either. So we're going to leave that there and uh, maybe we'll come back to it when we come back uh, with all real reviews. Yeah. All right, man. So let's get to movies. We're going to split this in, in parts, sort of. We're going to do them in chunks. But then at the same time, um, we have, we moved a lot of the random movie news, I guess, yes. to real reviews, which, we're going to combine with, um, I'm hoping cause I'm going to see Jurassic, Jurassic. I'm going to see Jungle Book this weekend. I'm hoping.
1: Yeah. I uh, might s- try to get to it, but I'm going to be so tired after tracking it up. Yeah.
0: On we're going to try to go Saturday or Sunday. Um, if we go Sunday, maybe we can record after mm-hmm. or something like that and do and bust out this real reviews. I'm hoping to have this show out pretty quick. I'd actually like to edit it, um, and have this out this weekend because we've been kind of behind. Um, well,
1: we're also going to put in our review of uh, Batman v Superman.
0: We have Batman v Superman, which is what I'm getting to. Yeah. So we have that, um, plus some trailers and some other stuff. So, um, yeah. So here we are, dude. Let's, uh, let's get, get through some of this, huh? Let's start. So Batman v Superman, um, had a huge drop off after the first week,
1: which you could kind of expect.
0: Well, and most movies drop off, but
1: how, how precipitous was this one?
0: I think because of the bad reviews on top of it. Um,
1: did they give a percentage drop?
0: Uh, let me double check. I don't usually
1: for major releases like this that aren't expecting major legs, like say Deadpool or whatever, you're Mm -hmm. looking at least a 50% drop.
0: Yeah, that's what it's saying. It says, uh, um, expectations were that the film would drop between 60 and 70% this weekend. A movie this huge usually drops about 50, like you said, while 60 to 65 are somewhat more common. Looks like it nearly dropped 70%.
1: That's a pretty big drop. And we say think about it. Uh, it opened to what? Like 130 million or whatever. Like yeah, that? I had
0: another story here that said it, but yeah, yeah. So you're
1: basically going from 130 million to 45 million.
0: Yeah, which is still. I mean, it it did really well. Oh honestly. yeah, I mean, it did really well. It's already um, made
1: it's it's already broken even from what I understand. What yeah,
0: I mean. it passed. And so the next thing in here it says it passed Deadpool, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh for at the global box office. So there's that. Oh wow. I mean that's 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 what this says.
1: Um I'm actually a little surprised about the Deadpool. Um but the, uh, <laughs> the face. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Deadpool is so great. <laughs> I know. But with such marquee characters, yes, yeah. especially worldwide.
0: At the domestic box office, two consecutive weeks of significant jobs for Bat Movie Superman, thinking Deadpool's stratus uh stratospheric three hundred and eighty million at the domestic box office might be out of reach. Uh, massive opening weekend blah 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 it's current 296 million at the north american tallies up jesus tallies up to 783 million and change about 28 million more than deadpool has made around the world
1: yeah well deadpool was bigger locally than er, or domestically
0: wow percentage wise yeah that's crazy dude numbers make my head hurt but that's cool um but on a up note for Deadpool, it became the highest-grossing X-Men movie of all time. Yeah. Worldwide, which I found, which I was actually kind of surprised. I was like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> um, well, you can understand what they compared to the first three, because the first three obviously were before major weekends. Right. Um, the uh, But, you know, I'm actually surprised it took over something like First Class.
0: Yeah. I and mean, First Class was good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadpool 2 officially announced. Yeah, and it's Finally. officially going to have Cable. Oh, I'm so excited for Cable. Like I told you, I was reading uh Deadpool versus Cable. It's so right, good, dude. it's so much fun. Um, and
1: going well, Cable, back, Cable's like the ultimate straight man for him.
0: Oh, yeah, they they play; they're wonderful together. Right. I mean, and by that I mean they're not, but they're awesome.
1: <laughs> well, plus Cable is like the ultimate tie-in for him into the X Men. Exactly. Um, which leads right into the X Force, which is what they're also trying to do.
0: Which is what we'll get to in a second. Actually, might as well say so. The Devil Director wants the X Force to be R rated,
1: which is it's. Yeah. The X-Force is basically like, well, I don't want to say Suicide Squad because it's not.
0: It's like the X-rated X-Men. Well, they're just <laughs> like x the, the R-rated the more, rated
1: X-Men. They're like the more brutal ones.
0: Yeah. The ruthless ones. Yeah. The ruthless. Okay. Ruthless.
1: That's a great way to put yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So that's happening. Uh We also have uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, speaking of MTV Movie Awards, yep. won for Best Comedic Performance. How could he not? <laughs> he killed it, dude. It was so funny. That
1: one went right up Main Street.
0: <laughs> uh, Deadpool versus versus Ajax wins best fight at the MTV Movie Awards as well, right? Which is awesome. And yeah, that's our Deadpool stuff, man. There's some mutants news.
1: Yeah, a couple of new mutants to uh, news. Uh, the writers of New Mutants, which is a new incarnation of of X Men, which uh, premiered, I believe, in the '90s, and it follows a uh, younger mutants right they're like the second generation of x-men and um the second script has been turned into the producers to simon kenberg nice um uh, not only that but maisie williams of of uh, game of thrones um who's been rumored to be in talks to play one of the uh um one of the new mutants has actually come out and said that she wants to be in new
0: mutants i loved her in uh she was in the most recent doctor who season oh really she was so good dude i can't even tell you I can't even explain to you how good she was in Doctor Who. So good.
1: Well, and she's really popular from Game of Thrones. So. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, she plays, uh, you know, the um, Arya Stark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, no, that would be exciting to see her in that for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. And so the next X-Men, uh, you know, they're always looking for the next X-Men movie. Um, well, Apocalypse, which hasn't even come out yet, uh, it looks like they're really uh, going to go after Dark Phoenix, okay. um, which is the epitome of the X-Men story. No, for sure. Um They really touched on it um, at the end of X2 going into X3 in the original trilogy with Famke Johnson. But it's... uh I think they really kind of treated the story with kid gloves. They didn't really delve into it. Okay. She turned into Phoenix, but it really didn't treat the actual Dark Phoenix saga as it should be. So been, I really yeah. hope they go, pardon the expression, balls deep into the story because... Okay. It's, uh, there is so much to it because, um, Phoenix is actually, um, a separate alien entity that kind of possesses these people. So it's not like she was reborn. She had it. And now actually the Phoenix has been in Rogue, which is another famous X-Men character. Yeah. I love her. Um, it's, and it's been in a couple other characters. So it's, uh, it's a very, very cool saga to get into.
0: Nice, man um so we have ryan coogler is starting to help write the black panther apparently
1: yeah well he's already been brought in as director and this is just like what happened with uh jj abrams mm-hmm. i mean because when they uh started writing um the first uh force awakens script it just wasn't getting off the ground and so jj jumped in yeah brought in lawrence kasdan and then they finally worked it out
0: which which i'm i'm excited about man from what i can see from civil war which i get which we'll get to in a minute um Black Panther looks awesome.
1: Oh yeah, in, he's in those in those trailers. Oh he's definitely God. coming out to be one of the more and highly anticipated characters.
0: In I think movie. people are going to be stoked. And um, before I forget, um the most recent Fat Man on Batman episode, Kevin Smith and um, uh, Mark Bernardin. right? Um, they actually Bernardin, uh went to the premiere with his son.
1: Yeah, well, because they had a, a a critics review, yeah. When, so like one of the people from Nerdist went, right? Yeah, so
0: and so he Dan went Casey's and he did that. a he did a mostly spoiler free. Uh, interpretation of what to expect, and he basically said it was his favorite Marvel movie to date.
1: Yeah, out of all the people that I've that I've uh, um either heard on podcasts or seen on YouTube or whatever that have actually seen it, have not one bad thing to say about the movie.
0: So speaking of um, the it's tracking Civil Civil War uh is tracking over 175 million dollar opening,
1: which would make it what the third or fourth highest opening ever,
0: something like that. I think, yeah. Because uh, um,
1: Star Wars uh, Force Awakens opened at just north of 2,
0: right? I believe so, yeah. Uh, so some more x mini stuff. Hugh Jackman um, basically says he's read the Old Man comics and um, he's kind of ready for Wolverine 3. And so the suspicion is that Wolverine 3 is going to be Old Man Logan.
1: Yeah, they've already pretty much denounced that. Yeah. Um, also, now there. There's uh, a
0: rumor that X-23 is going to be yeah, in it Yeah, they're as also well.
1: saying that X-23 is most likely going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Not official announcement for Marvel yet. Um but that would be very cool. I mean yeah, it would just makes awesome. sense considering uh how prominent a role she's taking in the comics and also in Marvel Puzzle Quest they've already featured her. Absolutely. As well as old man Logan.
0: So Doctor Strange has wrapped film- filming. Um, I cannot wait. For and something. we just got that amazing trailer which we'll probably talk about in real reviews but um that trailer kind of did it for me dude. Oh it's amazing I mean I can't even tell you. Um, I mean I am very I'm happy. Seriously.
1: <laughs> <coughs> the scene where, um, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Mm. She's playing the ancient one.
0: Oh, um, t- 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 she played, uh, what's her name in the Narnia series. Um,
1: yes, she also played, uh, the Archangel Gabriel in Constantine. Indeed.
0: Well, she has a name.
1: She does, and we'll come back to it. Um, <laughs> Where she punches him into the astral oh, plane. So good. And you see the look on his face as he sees his own body. Oh,
0: so it's amazing. Sick. So sick. Um, we'll actually have her name when we talk about it for reals, but that trailer is amazing. I, we actually, I actually put it up on our Facebook page. If oh, you, yeah. um, haven't checked it out yet, check that out when you hear this because River reviews is coming. So we have a bunch of stuff about the Spider-Man reboot and the rumor now confirmed is it's going to be called homecoming. Right. Which is, you know, high school homecoming yeah we deal with homecoming every year well i do at least um
1: prom's coming up
0: prom's coming up Ooh. so anyway homecoming's happening um and that is a spider-man title robert Downey jr is going to be in it
1: yeah he's officially cast which um makes sense because uh both robert Downey jr and chris evans both said they had to return to georgia to do some filming for an mm-hmm. upcoming marvel property right now that robert Downey jr is confirmed it sounds like Captain America will also be joining. Exactly. But it hasn't been confirmed yet.
0: Hasn't been confirmed yet. And then we also have um Michael Keaton is no longer in talks for it, which has kind of been overshadowed by this other stuff, from what I understand. But apparently, I think he was in trying to be the villain, if I'm not which mistaken. Which would be very cool. Yeah, which because be they cool. were
1: uh, considering him to be, uh, I think, Vulture.
0: I think so. Yeah, Vulture. So there's some other casting news with Spider-Man yeah, they homecoming. Yeah, added
1: in a couple more casting, uh, characters, uh,
0: you know, just. Did you know any of those guys? Um, you know, they look familiar, but I don't know them right offhand. hand. Yeah, so we have a link. I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of casting stuff and we're just kind of glossing at this point, but, um, I'm excited about this from what I understand from, um, you know, Bernardin and other people that Everyone have seen thinks it. Tom
1: Holland is the perfect Spider Man. I mean,
0: th- they're saying that's the way to go with him, and if that takes off, that could be our new big well, Spider Man. It's about know? time
1: we had a Spider Man that looks like he's in high school,
0: right? I mean, not like a thirty year old trying well, exactly. to play. Well, that's a the whole 18-year-old. point. I mean,
1: every every Marvel character has a a, a raison d'être, you know, a reason for being who they are. Absolutely. I mean, Spider Man is that very relatable teenage very important that he's a teenage character right who is thrown in with these other much older heroes and villains
0: right and I think this is going to be really fun to see how he interacts with uh with the older guys with Iron Man with you know Luke, you know Stark is older everybody's right. older I mean it's gonna be fun I think it's gonna be neat this is also speaking of Robert Downey Jr. um Sherlock Holmes 3 may start production this year
1: I love the Sherlock Holmes movies so do
0: we so do I I like Sherlock Holmes. I just like Robert Downey Jr. too. So.
1: And they're actually some of the only Guy Richie movies I like.
0: Okay. Um, Scarlet Rich? Scarlet Witch? <laughs> Scarlet Rich? Like Richie Rich? I know, right? Is that what I you mean? Know,
1: Scarlet Witch <laughs> is confirmed to be in uh, Avengers Infinity War. Oh, it's going to be great. Which, I know we're going to start getting these sort of bits and pieces that this yeah, character, yeah. that character is confirmed from the movie, but this just shows that. She obviously makes it through the Civil War. Yep. Um. So yeah. So it's just kind of annoying that it's coming out already. Yeah. Because she it means she's obviously survives whatever happens in the Civil War, which you know, kind of you would expect it. But
0: well, and from what I understand, like there's that relationship with her and Vision. Right. So you knew that she that was most
1: likely going to right. survive, but you never know.
0: Right. Well.
1: Well, I mean, we didn't expect Quicksilver to not make it through.
0: That's, that's a good Ultra. point. And there's gonna be a lot of characters in Infinity War.
1: Yeah, and they, but, uh, the Russo Brothers have come out and made more clarifications. Oh. It's not that there's 67 lead Marvel characters.
0: Because that would be ridiculous. I guess
1: this all comes out of a conversation that happened where someone had set up in an office, like mugshot style or whatever, um, the amount of characters that are available for use. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Interesting. And it's okay. At a, and right now, it's at about sixty. Okay. And these are characters that have already been introduced, or at least spoken about in the films.
0: So they could use and, them,
1: and with but they might that, not use them. Right. Which is plus the ones that they're considering bringing in oh. comes up to a total of sixty seven. I see. And so they could theoretically have up to sixty seven characters, but they won't. No, that's their that's pool stupid. to draw from. <laughs>
0: That's ridiculous. Okay, I'm glad we clarified that cuz it was getting kind of silly.
1: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine even if they all work for scale? No. I mean, it's mm. not that's way out of hand.
0: Weird. All right, John Favreau.
1: Yeah, John Favreau who, who had love. Um, yeah, who basically invented the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I yeah. mean, he directed Iron Man 1 and 2. Um, Iron he Man's left great. Uh, before he did 3, uh, but he was an executive producer on the first few. And then he left to go do uh Jungle Book. I mean he was originally on uh working on Tomorrowland, which eventually went to Was he working on that? Yeah, which eventually went over to uh Brad Bird. But that was originally a John Favre property. But um now he is officially brought back into the fold and he's an executive producer on the uh Infinity Wars.
0: Nice. Yeah, no, I'm I love Favreau, dude. Oh I so, can't wait to see Jungle Book. Honestly. Yeah,
1: I, I want to see Jungle Book. I mean I've loved him since you know, Swingers. Right and uh, screw that. I've loved him since Rudy. Yeah. Okay. He was great in Rudy. He was great <laughs> in Friends. He was great. Oh, in, he was awesome. He's, friends. he's just enjoyable in everything. Yeah.
0: Such a such a good guy. Yeah. All and right.
1: actually, we uh, one day at Disneyland, we actually ran into him. Um, really? Yeah. You know, it's not like we stopped and shook hands and had a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we ran into him, uh and he was actually standing behind us at Fantasmic.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So we have some Ragnarok news. Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, Thor, the upcoming Thor movie.
0: Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Tessa Thompson is going to be in the cast. Okay. Um, also, from what I understand, from what this article says, which I'm very excited about, was the only reason I included in here is that the working title is called Creature Report. Awesome. Which my kids watch that show, Octonauts. Right. And at the end, they do their Creature Report, and nice. it's like the cutest little song. It's like Creature Report creature report creature report and then they do the whole thing it's oh it's so awesome
1: dude the octonauts i I just see the (laughs) guy with the 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 one eyepiece
0: it's so the monocle yeah it's adorable um so there's an article in here that talks about why they might be calling it that i'm just gonna stay with the octonauts thing yeah i'm in i'm in it's funny uh marvel studio's head reveals uh when to expect captain marvel announcements
1: yeah i mean well Cap- captain marvel is still three years out yeah that's what's scheduled for 2019 yeah it's scheduled yeah. for march sixth, 2019 so i'm guessing we're going to start hearing casting news sometime mid
0: 2017 yeah yeah next year sometime cool guardians of the galaxy 3 is in plans for marvel phase 4 Cool. Which makes sense. Right. And from what I understand... Because
1: uh, Mar- uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is in Phase 3, which we're just now starting.
0: Right. And Phase 4, from what this other article says, is going to be really different from the other stuff. Which I'm really curious about. Um, me too. And I don't know... So what are the other movies in Phase 4? So let's see. Uh, with Marvel's... Inter- after Phase 3, though, Marvel Universe will hit a bit of a checkpoint... And things might look a lot different in Phase Four, according to Marvel Studios uh, President Kevin Feige. Says, "I think you look at comics as a guide." Feige tells E. E. W. Although certain titles may get relaunched or rebooted, the narrative exists on a never-ending continuum. I think there'll be a finality to the moments uh, of Phase Three, as well as new beginnings that will mark a different and very different, a very different and distinctive difference chapter. Different chapter in what will someday be a complete first saga. Made up of three phases. Huh.
1: Well, I so, believe phase three
0: goes through 2020, which I believe is still the Inhumans. So what they're, what they're trying to say is that phase four is... So basically says one, two, and three, are like the trilogy of phases. And then they're going to kind of start over there's
1: still this whole overarching story. Right. That's still been going on. Right. And I think by cutting it at the end of phase three, which honestly, if they're going to be introducing Captain Marvel, they yeah. could... Finish phase three with like Civil War two, right? Which is the comic they're doing now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it'll be a way to let Downey Jr. and Chris Evans out of contracts,
0: and just kind of like
1: and it's time to bring in new
0: passing along. And, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I love these movies, and I and I'm I'm I really want to watch uh Winter Soldier again before mm-hmm. Civil so War good. because I love that movie. But like I just there's certain things mm-hmm. that I've been run, wanting to rewatch, and, right? And that's one of them um samuel jackson uh talks about when nick fury will return
1: oh yeah because he hasn't been talked about at all for civil war
0: right he showed up in um he showed up in agents of shield randomly at some point actually uh he says i think i'm in avengers three and four but i'm not in civil war
1: which we hadn't heard a thing about it so it would be kind of make no sense for him not to be in the avengers because he's the one who put them together
0: Uh right Um, so let's get into a little bit of dc real quick before we get out of here. Yes. So Suicide Squad, that whole reshoot was happening. And yeah. We, yeah, we knew
1: the reshoot was happening and the rumor was that it was to make it funnier.
0: And, and then of course, Homeboy came back and debunked that. Right. Uh, the Suicide Squad, uh, director says reshoots for humor is silly. Um, but, um, they did reshoot for three weeks. And I guess the bottom line with that is, um, if you have the budget, and you can make the movie better or expand where you need to do it.
1: Well, it makes sense to see with what worked in BVS. Right. And and because we've already, with the latest uh, promos for um, Suicide Squad, we see Batman's in it. Right. Um, So to see how that ties in.
0: Makes sense. How much Batman is in Suicide Squad? Is that you?
1: Yeah, I put this in here okay. because we've seen him in the trailer, but it actually looks like he's actually going to be in it quite a bit. I mean, not like as much as, yeah. but all, uh, all all the people in the Suicide Squad have a history with Batman. No, they do. And Will Smith has actually come out and said that Deadshot and Batman have an altercation in the movie oh, that does goodness. not end up well.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Um,
1: we already know that um, he's had a major interaction with the Joker because Robin is dead. Yeah, Because we saw that in BVS. We saw that. In, right, yep. with the, the, the Robin suit. Yeah, so there's stuff going on. Um, plus, in the the trailer, you actually see a non Harley Quinn looking Margot Robbie who is saved by Batman. So it could okay. be a flashback saying how hmm. uh, Margot Robbie's character becomes Harley Quinn.
0: Awesome. Um,
1: because she's basically tortured to insanity
0: by the Joker. To me, that's very exciting. Um, I'm I'm happy to see. I can't wait for Suicide Squad. Oh Suicide no, I think Squad. It,
1: I am much more excited about Suicide Squad than I ever was for Batman v Superman. Yeah.
0: Um and now that I've seen it, I'm like way more excited for Swiss Squad. Just kidding. Um no, I actually enjoyed that V Superman, but we'll get so to that I. in real reviews. Um William Defoe, uh from Spider Man, uh he played um uh, Hobgoblin or mm-hmm. one of the goblins. Green goblin, Green goblin there you original. go. The original. He played Norman Oscor. Yeah, uh, Norman Osborne. Yeah, he's gonna be in the Justice League.
1: Yeah, and the really interesting thing about this is he's actually gonna be playing a good guy. Wow. It does not say It'll he's playing nice a to see. it does not say he's playing a superhero. Hmm. But right. he's playing a good guy, okay. so he could be
0: just on he the could human side. a sport. cop, he could yeah. be a, you know, whatever. Yeah, cool. Um, he's
1: obviously not uh, Perry White, because that's already uh, been given to uh, right. What's with his J.K. Name? Simmons, isn't it?
0: I think so. Um, Warner Brothers CEO confirms Batman's standalone film.
1: Yeah, well, we talked about this, I and mean, we've been about it for... A couple months now that that Batfleck has really been wanting to well and mark his stamp on the DCU.
0: And there was him writing the script right. and, and and all now that. That's
1: all confirmed that he is working on a script.
0: Cool, I'm very excited about that.
1: Yeah, because I think he was one of the better parts of BBS, and we'll get into that more yeah. in real reviews.
0: Awesome. And our last thing here, I think. Oh, this before is, we get to gaming, real quick, but yeah,
1: yeah. this is really important. I mean, yeah. we talked about it uh, two weeks ago um, that Mark Hamill uh, leaked out. Stills from the uh, the Killing Joke. Yeah, and it turns out the animated feature of the Killing Joke will be R rated.
0: How many rated R animated things do you see these days? Not many. Not many at all. I'm very intrigued. I to mean, see I mean, there is an upcoming
1: R rated movie with uh, that's done by I think Seth Rogen.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. because you know he's gonna want to show nudity and stuff like that, right. probably. But I mean, but as far as just content wise oh, and yeah. darkness and no. violence, like oh, it's gonna be and great.
1: Killing Joke. Makes sense to be art. Yeah.
0: No, it absolutely makes sense. And we, we, you know, and I think that goes back to a lot of things we've talked about. So mm-hmm. cool, man. Um, real quick gaming stuff. Gears of War four tra- trailer was released. I, I, I was a big Gears fan in the beginning. I loved Epic Games. Um, this was when, um, Cliff Blaz- Blazinski, that's it. Um, so I was a big Gears of War fan in the beginning. Uh, when I went to get in the gaming industry, uh, Cliff Blazinski, was one of my like he was like the young dude. He come out on the stage and he's like, "This is what we have for Gears of War and this right. is gonna be badass." Um, he's since left um uh, Epic Games, but uh, and started his own company and all that is fine and dandy. But I saw Gears of War four trailer. Does it look good? It, I mean, I mean, it looks. It's just it's storytelling. It's but in a third person shooter, um, it's phenomenal. It looks awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, so that's just one of those things I just kind of geeked out over this week activision is going to do a ghostbusters video game for I'm consoles and for pc i think that's going to be kind of nifty well, I mean, um,
1: i've been a long time activision fan i mean back yeah. to what i think they did rampage mm-hmm. i was a big fan of pitfall you know all the old uh target 2600 games
0: yeah and and you know we'll see how the movie does but i think you know they always usually do movie do video games around the movie releases so we'll see how it goes right um and then kingdom hearts unchained x is now or 10 um is now available i don't know if it's x it's probably x um it's a that's a mobile game and i was gonna suggest oh, really? it to you. um
1: well because i i mean i've always thought about getting kingdom hearts but i never had consoles
0: well and it just was recently released i think last week um and it's on the i had downloaded i haven't tried i haven't <laughs> i haven't started playing it I mean, yet not
1: that i don't already have enough
0: well, i was gonna say yeah, yeah you have a few mobile games to play but um I was thinking about checking it out. I can let you know, but Kingdom Hearts is, if you don't know, matches up like video game characters and Disney. Mm. And, um, it's an RPG, um, turn based kind of Final Fantasy-esque. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, I'll Um, check it out. I haven't dived down the rabbit hole too much. We have a link in the show notes. Check it out. Um, if you guys like it, let us know. And, um, I'm definitely going to check it out here pretty darn quick.
1: Yeah, I'll check it out.
0: So. We're going to, um, do our drawing. Woohoo! And, um, and then get out of here and then come back at you in a couple days with a real reviews where we will dive into some of the other movie news. Um, I'm glad we covered all the geek stuff tonight. Um, I felt like, a a, a burden has been lifted. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this stuff for quite a while. And now that we have, um, you know, here we are. Word. I was just kind of killing time while I was looking for our Patreon list. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Yeah. In honor of our, uh, D&D group, D&D group we've been running, I'm going to find a D8, a purple D8 nonetheless, because that's my color. And we have two, four, six, uh, wait, two, four, six patrons, plus John Skeen, who mm-hmm. has supported the show quite a bit. So that's seven people. So I guess as long as it's not an eight, We'll get a winner. Or what do you want to do?
1: I want to throw in Devin for the eighth one. He's been really typing me up on Pinterest and throwing me some really cool board suggestions.
0: And he was, uh, he was a former patron. Former
1: patron. And he, uh, I believe he's a guilty.
0: So he will be our wild eight.
1: There you go, Devin.
0: So another uh, way you can brag your wife. So Merry Christmas. Um, all right, man. So shall we, uh, what are we giving away? Have we decided? I haven't even talked to Nick about a cartel pack, but, or a cartel, uh, hypercrate. But um I say we do, let's do this. Let's do let's let's get two winners mm-hmm. and um we'll do a grand prize and a second prize. We'll do do I still do in those short packs? Those small packs? Oh, I think so. Super I, crates yeah, or whatever. If not, we'll do a hyper crate and a super crate. There we um, go. Um or I will reach out to Musco finally and find something for you. But I think I think we'll do a hyper crate for the main prize. And cool. I actually have, um yeah, one way or another, we will send the second prize winner a super crate if it's a thing. Otherwise, I'll send you five of the most recent packs. There we go. How about that? So we'll, should we roll for second prize first? Second prize first. Okay. Here we go. Oh. What is it? Atheowas.
1: Very nice.
0: And he is one of our longest running patrons. Yes, so he is uh thank you sir you are the winner of our second prize super crate which is our super crate so look for that
1: congratulations
0: let's write that down because i'm gonna forget you remember okay ready got you covered go hyper crate time ready hyper huh. oh did dan win last time dan didn't win last time i don't think dan won last time.
1: dan has won this time nice dan <laughs>
0: Good job, Dan. Uh, he is also one of our longest running patrons, our second longest running patrons, actually. So our, our hammers. <laughs> you like that? You see what I did there? Nice. Uh, our hammers have won the big prizes. So Athia thank you for supporting this show, man. Um, we couldn't do it without you. And so you have won a super crate. If it's still a thing, if not, I'll send you five of the most recent packs. And Dan, we will get you a hyper crate. So send us a, um, an email or a message a tweet something
1: reach out to us
0: let us know where to send it
1: come here and smack Marshall if you want to do that
0: that's a lot of smacking. anyway a lot of travel. um we will do another drawing another 10 episodes um our patrons i'm actually working on a side project for our patrons Ooh. so i've gotten some ideas from some other podcasts i may or may not feature often in podcast corner
1: okay i just realized in 10 episodes we're almost a comic-con
0: boom Maybe we do a community cast, episode 70. Well, I think we actually might be closer to 75. 75. Sure. Well, one way or another. Some milestone of some sort. Word. Okay. Well, not to take away from Dan and Athea West, but you guys are awesome, so thank you. You guys are you. awesome. Thank you. Um, so, we're out of here. Uh,
1: yes, we're out here. We'll see you in a... <laughs> in-
0: that's a lot of coffee. Yeah, we are out here. We'll see you in a couple of days with real <laughs> reviews. So thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and social Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. iTunes, Stitch Radio, and for Reels this time, Google Play. You can find us there, like us, share us, give us stars or rankings or comments or whatever they do support the show patreon.com slash usual podcast buck or episode or audible trial.com slash usual podcast give us um you know get a free book i mean who doesn't want get a free book i mean if you haven't got a free book right now come on bro it's a free book okay well, let's not pre them so we have our supporters page on our website as well other ways to support the show um but we thank you for all of you who do and congrats to uh dan and athea was we appreciate your support guys And um, Um, if on that note, if on that note, mm. and you're an English teacher, well, here's the thing, um, bad, bad feeling actually said they're going to have a fun on their next episode. (laughs) Remember that? They're going to what? They said they were going to have a fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't say anything.
0: Yeah. So we'll see you all next week.
1: And for Marshall and I have a fun,
0: (laughs) please. By all means, have a fun.